A preemptive state of emergency was declared in Louisville, Kentucky, because the AG is about to release information on whether or not the police who killed Brianna Taylor will be indicted. The story is rather complicated, but uh, for those aren't familiar, it was a no-knock raid. They had a warrant, but they didn't have to knock, so they went in, and they got shot at first. They fired back, and they killed Brianna Taylor, and this led to—it's a, it's a huge controversy. The officers, I believe, a couple have been placed on administrative leave. One has been fired, but now we're awaiting the decision as to whether or not they will be indicted. And I think the reaction from the local jurisdiction, which is state of emergency— and a warning locking down the downtown area, blocking parking. I think we know exactly what's going to happen. So uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk all about this stuff. Um, I guess my warning to all of you is that we are in a new studio. We have not yet installed the legit Internet. So we are we are experiencing technical difficulties. But thank you for hanging out anyway. And we actually brought in an audio guy who fixed all the problems from the other day. Look at that. It's great. huh? And uh, we're also being joined by... Uh, Freedom Tunes. He has no name. That's just my name is Freedom Tunes, honestly. Yeah, just Freedom Tunes. I mean, none of the audience would know my name, and if they did, they couldn't pronounce it. It's one of those, you know. At first, when you... When Seamus. Seamus McNamara Coughlin. <laughs> but let me tell you, I get, I, I've gotten like Seamus, Seamstress. Um, when you gave the warning, I thought you were going to warn people that I was there. Like, I'm just warning you guys, this content might be offensive. Yes. I, I'm not that bad. No, I'm, not, I'm really not. You know, like my stuff, obviously... I make it clear that like I'm not left wing. I'm very vocal about my conservative perspective, and I like to make jokes. But I, I I wouldn't say I'm like edgy. You're not edgy. I mean, I'm a little bit edgy, but I'm not bad. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm, I'm not, even, that, I'm I'm not even. I didn't accuse you of being edgy. Well, the, like, but the way you asked the question, <laughs> no, it, no, it, it made me feel attacked. So I think we, you're, you're cartoon edgy. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm cartoon edgy, but like I don't get out there. I don't think the stuff is really adult. Like the stuff that would probably be rated PG on Shame, television. Shame is I, I was told adults aren't supposed to watch cartoons. They probably are not. I think uh, these new Marvel movies are cartoons. They basically are. I mean, They're, slightly better animated than Freedom Tunes, slightly higher budget, but Into yeah. the Spider Verse was basically a cartoon. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I, yeah Into the Spider Verse was yeah very well animated, very very nice. What looking. are we What are we talking about? We we're, we're, like, the, the, we just this, got up. We were talking about Brianna Taylor. And, there's like an emergency being emergency. declared. The cops are like gonna, and, are ready to come. And I made it about me. And yeah, you made it about you. Look, this is what happens you. when you talk to other YouTubers, man. White <laughs> privilege. Is, I know this is you. literally white privilege. <laughs> So uh, there's a bunch of other stories, too. So actually, one of the officers involved is, is, is he's speaking out, saying that the good guys are being demonized mm. and the bad guys are being, what do you say, canonized. Mm. And I, I don't, is canonized the right word? Li I think lionized? it is. Well, no, I, I honestly think canonized is the right word because there's this sort of cult that's built up around every single person who's um, killed in a police shooting. And part of the reason it's so complicated and really depressing is the cases we hear about from Black Lives Matter are sometimes a very clear and obvious example of police misconduct. And sometimes they're a very clear uh, and obvious example of a police officer being justified, but they're all treated the same by one right. side of the political aisle. Well, before we get into everything, yeah. there's a bunch of stories like 1619. Yes. So we got a bunch of stories lined up. And then obviously we got to talk about the Supreme Court. Uh, we've got this. Uh, we, we, we've been meaning to talk about this thing with Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who that other guy was. Did he respond to your emails? I didn't email him. No, I say we were no. going to talk with Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, no, 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 no. This thing about Jimmy Kimmel where he's like, it was the Emmys. Oh, it's so gross. And this guy oh. is just yelling at him for being white. And he's like, clap. And Jimmy's like, you know, like, oh, clapping. Uh. It's like really weird stuff. I tweeted about it. I was like, is this what America wants? Uh, evidently. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't. No, I Dude, don't that's mean. a Jeb Bush move. He told him to clap. And Jimmy listened. <laughs> he actually did. He got a please so clap. So what you're saying, like, 
What you're saying is that if Jeb Bush was black, it would have worked. It honestly might have. But yeah. Jeb Bush, White they, privilege fails you. No, I'll point. tell you, the problem with Jeb was that he was like, please clap. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. If Jeb was like, clap, God damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb is an interesting figure. And a lot of it was his timidity, unfortunately. He just was not prepared to go up against Trump. Neither is Biden, but that's a whole other topic. I, know. I can't yeah. believe a debate's really going to happen. I think it's a lie. Do you think it's going to happen? I just released a cartoon about that today. Oh. No, I yes. think it's a lie. Oh, oh, well, well, yeah, my cartoon was about it, it, it probably not happening. Oh, but you, I don't you know. Did a song. I did a music video where, where Trump is singing to Biden. How, and how could it happen? The debate? Yeah. Very oh, slowly. that's a good question. Yeah. Well, Joe's going to be sleeping. I think what they're going to do is they're going to put a mask on Joe, like a coronavirus mask, and then they're going to have an impersonator speaking through a microphone, and you won't be able to see Joe's mouth moving, so they'll be able to pass it off as though he's saying whatever whoever Joe's going to get involved in like a, deep, a French fry deep fryer accident at a McDonald's, <laughs> and he's going to be wearing like full body bandages. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, it's, you know. It's gonna. Yeah. You sound awfully young today, Joe. Yeah. Well, come on, man. I'm yeah. just wearing. Uh, 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 what's going okay. on? Okay. All right. Here? All right. All right. Let's 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 we'll talk, let's talk yeah. stories, man. Okay. Uh, but first, smash the like button. Mm-hmm. Share the podcast if you really do like it. It really does help. We do the show Monday through Friday live, 8 p.m. We are currently in the secret bunker in the middle of nowhere. There's like no road. There's like no lights because the riots are getting really, really bad. And that's going to be our first story. So if you truly love this podcast, then pr- uh, uh, then uh, subscribe. Notification bell. We do the show Monday through Friday live. Okay, I think I made my point. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about this first story. Check this out. The cop who shot Brianna Taylor's boyfriend emails colleagues to say, the good guys are demonized and the criminals are canonized as Louisville braces for AG's decision on whether to charge him and other officers over her death. Mm. Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly wrote an email to more than 1,000 police officers Tuesday. In, in email, he defended his actions and the actions of the other officers on March 13th when Brianna Taylor, 26, was shot dead. After the cops entered her apartment, Mattingly said that Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher and top police officials had failed all of us in epic proportions. Mm. He also claimed that he's proof the city officials do not care about police. Kentucky AG Daniel Cameron said he will soon decide whether charges will be brought against Mattingly and two other officers involved in the shooting. And I think we all know exactly what's going to happen. They've declared a preemptive state of emergency. Mm. They've apparently shut down the downtown area. No parking, no parking garages or whatever. And uh, checkpoints. There's like a radius. Ugh. Yeah, I think they're they know that there's not going to be an indictment. Yeah. Well, so I'm not really familiar with the specifics of the Brianna Taylor case, but what I can say, which is I think something most Americans would have observed by this point, and it's really sad, is that it kind of doesn't matter what the facts are. Black Lives Matter is going to lose their mind as long as there isn't an indictment. Uh, I mean, we know that there was a mob that like surrounded and attacked Rand Paul for not saying her name, even though he wrote the bill named after her. So it just seems as if which would ban no knock, which would ban. And I am not a fan of no knock raids either. So I'm sympathetic towards her cause. But I don't know as much about the specifics of the story as I'd like to. I'm just commenting on the fact that we have seen based on the Michael Brown case, for example, that it doesn't actually matter if the person's innocent or not. And so BLM has lost all of their credibility, which is really unfortunate because it would be good to have an advocacy movement for people who are brutalized or unjustly killed by the police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I don't know much about this either. Tim, can you give us like a brief overview about the Brianna Taylor thing? I heard she was involved in a drug, some kind of drug deal. Well, uh, no, no. That So, I mean, this, depending on who you ask, you're going to hear different stories, but, uh, the general understanding I got from reading it is they were investigating like uh, this house because I guess there was like a drug dealer who had parked in front of it or something like that. I'm probably getting it all wrong. So forgive mm-hmm. me. Fact check me. Basically, they had a, they had a, they had a no knock warrant. They kicked the door in. The Brandon Taylor's boyfriend sees like plainclothes dudes and he's like, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm being attacked. You know, they're breaking into my house. So he fires and I think he hit one of the cops mm-hmm. like in the leg, I think something like that. So the cops fired back and 
bunch of the bullets hit Brandon Taylor. Uh, she died. That's really horrible. And so now they're saying yeah. arrest the cops because the cops are criminals. And I'm kind of like, dude, if, if you, if you say to someone, go do a thing and then they go and do it, you can't then accuse them of being a criminal. That's the problem. So if you want to argue that the system is broken, well, then I look to Rand Paul and Rand Paul is saying, you know, we're going to ban no knock, no knock raids mm -hmm. because that's, that was the problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there, there's an argument to be made, and this is probably the argument they're making that the orders that those police officers followed were unjust orders because you shouldn't just bang somebody's door down without them knowing who you are when you're fully armed. I could see that. But I, I do agree that it's a systemic problem, and I'm glad to see people like Rand Paul actually attempting to solve it, even if they're not getting the necessary or deserved credit for it. I, yeah, if you if a cop busts into a house, especially the wrong house, mm -hmm. and the guy's armed, yeah, and the guy shoots the cop, mm -hmm. no one's at fault. I mean, if anything, the police organization was at fault for exactly into the wrong. Yeah, house. but if yes. the, if the system is designed to function that way, and the cops are like, I'm. I'm like, okay, we ask cops to do this job. Mm -hmm. We say, we, we've set up rules. We want you to do this thing. Mm -hmm. If they, then part of that system that we've created is kick the door and go into the house and stop the criminal. Yeah. And it turns out they got the wrong house or something, but they had a warrant. Then I don't think you can blame the individual. No. Do you go we, up the we, chain and blame the chain of command? We, that's we, the question. Yeah. You literally blame the system. And then Rand Paul says, we're going to get rid of this thing because mm -hmm. that was the problem here. Mm -hmm. Like file a civil suit and get a bunch of money for it or something. Yeah, I, I'd have to think about it, but I definitely hear what you're saying. It's certainly a systemic problem. But again, you get into the question of like whether or not following orders is a moral justification. But that's it. It's not as if these cops went into this situation thinking we're just going to kill this innocent person. They went into the situation thinking they were going to arrest somebody and through no fault of their own. It was um, a situation that got completely out of hand. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it, but I do hear what you're saying. Well, they're going to really be riots horrible. now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because that's the country we live in. That's the country we kind of decided we wanted to live in for whatever reason. This has not been thoroughly condemned enough. Um, people aren't really like the media has been calling it this justified outrage ever since the Michael Brown riots. Now they, they word it a little bit differently, but they say like riots are the language of the unheard, despite the fact that these riots disproportionately hurt the kinds of communities that the left claims to be advocating for. Yes. Yeah. You think it's not enough people speaking out against it is the reason why it got here? That could be part of it. Also, the fact that law enforcement was told to stand down in many instances. It's not just about speaking out against it. It's about whether or not the government's going to do its job. And again, I'm generally not a fan of government intervention, though I've certainly moved on some issues. Uh, point is, one of the things the cops should be there to do is to prevent your house or business from being burnt down, right? I think we could all agree to that. But police were told to stand down in many places. And so they couldn't do their job. And that's why we are where we are in many ways. And we've been disincentivizing cops from doing their job for many, many years now. We've been demonizing them. And again, it's true. Like, I, again, I mentioned earlier, I'm against no knock raids. I think there's a lot that can be done to improve our justice system and the way that policing is done and the way that we train officers. But I don't know who would want to do that job anymore. I really don't. We've made it impossible for them. And there's that, I don't know if you saw that viral video where the cop pulls up to the activist and he's like, you won. I'm quitting. I'm out. Two weeks and oh I'm my gone. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then what happens to these communities once there are no longer police officers in them? You think everybody just gets together and holds hands and plays kumbaya? No, they get rifles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and we're going to see some interesting things pop up. <laughs> I'll tell you this. When the police leave, there's going to be a power vacuum and it's not going to be filled by social workers. Who's going to be filled by? I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but not social workers. Maybe gangs. I don't, yeah. Uh, private security. Mm -hmm. Rich people. Ideally, private impunity. security. Well, yeah, so, but, so you're, you're going to have uh, the wealthiest people having no laws held against them. Yeah. And maybe that's the real goal here. Convince poor people to riot mm -hmm. and call for defunding the police because you can hire these, these security companies to walk around you. And I'll tell you this, man. Security guards are willing to break the law mm -hmm. to protect their clients. Interesting. Uh, absolutely. 
I, I, so we've talked about this in the past, and I've actually gotten a bunch of emails from people who've worked security. And some of these security guards, the super high tier ones that get paid six figures, yeah. they will shove a cop to the ground. Wow. Yeah. So they'll surround their client. And then if there's a cop who's like, hey, get on my way, they, they, these security guards, sunglasses, earpieces will just keep pushing the cop. Wow. And the cop will try and stop the security guard. I don't care. You know why? Mm-hmm. These rich people, they got the best lawyers in the world. Mm-hmm. They're going to yep. they're gonna take care of this guy and his family. He's mm-hmm. got nothing to worry about. Yeah. That's and interesting. That's the world they're trying to create. Yeah, I could see that. Like, whether or not it's intentional, you also get the idea that with something like social workers, I mean, who are the social workers going to be most often used for? Probably people in areas where there isn't violent crime. You're only going to send a social worker out if there's a dispute somebody wants settled that shouldn't require the use of a gun. So you're not going to be calling social workers when somebody breaks into somebody's house or when somebody's threatening to kill somebody or threatening to rape them. You're going to call social workers when there are much more peaceful disputes between neighbors that need to be settled, which I would agree police should not be involved with. But that means in parts of the country that are more socioeconomically advantaged, there's going to be another tier of policing where they're mostly going to get all of the social workers and the impoverished communities are just going to get the regular old police anyway. So we're just going to make a two-tier system. What can these... So when they talk about defunding the police, they keep saying things like, we're, we're going to have social workers who who come out and help people. Okay, what, what, what are these social workers empowered to do? That's also a good question. I have no clue. And who decides whether make, or not you get a social worker or a cop? Can they make arrests? Yeah. Yeah. Can they they cuff people? Mm. Do they have batons? Mm -hmm. What's the, so I've talked about maybe like a civil guard. Mm. So there, there are some countries that have civil guards. They they walk around with batons. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to like issue fines and they have a baton. They can crack you over the head with if, if you attack them, they can defend themselves, but but they don't have guns. Then you actually have the police force, which are armed, drive around in cars. And so there's like a difference. If someone is going to get like a ticket or citation, Mm -hmm. civil guard comes out and says, Hey, you know, wag my finger at you. I guess we kind of have that with meter maids. But the difference, I guess, for us is I think we've gone through that process already. And I was thinking about this. We had a period where we had officer friendly mm-hmm. and then criminals started attacking and, and killing mm-hmm. cops. And so the cops were like, hey, it looks like we need weapons. Mm-hmm. Then they start making sure the cops are all armed beyond just, you know, yeah, even a gun or, or a baton. They get alternate you know, means. They get tasers. They get pepper spray. And so now they have like a Batman utility belt. They walk around with these different options. And they have to be aware. Of, there have been instances where they've gone for their taser, but grabbed their gun in accident because wow. it's like a split second and they panic. And yeah. there was that uh, there was that uh, viral incident years ago where this dude, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. He was being arrested. He was on a, uh, it was a BART station, which is the, the Bay Area Rapid Transit, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah. And they pin this guy down and they were like, tase him. And the guy pulls out his gun and puts it in his back and pulls the trigger right away. Whoa. Oh, and that's people were horrible. Watching it. Yeah. 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 So these problems have happened. And we talk about defunding the police and we talk about bringing in social workers. And then what do we get? We, you, you can watch any one of these videos where, did you see the, do you see the, the video that went viral where the guy has a knife and he's approaching the cop and the cop's like, don't do it. No, no. And the cop shoots him several mm-hmm. times. He gets up. Then yeah. he, then he runs, walks over to, no, he didn't have a knife. He walks over after getting shot several times, grabs another cop by the neck and grabs his gun. Oh my God. The cop on the ground is screaming. He's going for my gun. He's got my gun. And then the, the, the cop whose body camera's on aims and then bang right in the head. Like a hero. Oh, yeah. That's well, it's like, dude, what would you expect? What happens? That, that was a call for a mental distress thing. Uh. So you get a guy and they're like, he's unwell. He's like, he's panicked and he's delusional. Social worker comes out and the guy jumps on the social worker, chokehold, kills social worker. That's you send, so, okay. Two social workers, right? Maybe because there were, you know, you two cops. Two, okay, let's send out two social workers. Okay, they jump on the back of the guy, chokehold, strangling the person to death. The other social worker is, is hitting him saying, stop, stop, please. I think the idea is a cop and a social worker. 
That's the team. I think that, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that would definitely work better than any of the alternatives we've discussed. But I don't even know if that straightforward policy has been proposed by anybody saying we need to defund the police. I'm sure they all have no, their own saying, different ideas. The, the, the people who are saying defund the police haven't given us any real exactly. propositions. Exactly. And, and then and everyone else is like, just get rid of all of them. Just abolish mm-hmm. the police outright. We'll be fine with them. You know, they're just protecting private property and capital. <laughs> I love the Marxist analysis there. Beautiful. Right, right, right. And I love, uh, I don't, you see the video in Milwaukee where they went to the guy's house? And we're like harassing him for hours. And then he brandished a shotgun. Mm. Then they, they went to the police and they, they snitch on the guy. And then the cops come and they'll start cheering for the police. Yeah. You can't, you, you, you can't trust they actually want to get rid of the police. They want yeah. to make, if the police don't serve them, mm-hmm. then get rid of the police. Yeah. And I, I hope you, you guys are ready to live in a world based on this kind of morality policing where they dismantle and, and rebuild community policing. Exactly. You know, I wonder how long it's going to take for the left to start talking about gun control again, too. They kind of tried after the Kyle Rittenhouse thing a little bit, but I think they knew it wasn't going to fly just because of how Joe, obvious it is. You need Joe to Biden armed. tweeted it. Did he really? He like, tweeted it. Time to ban weapons of war well, and assault weapons. Tim, did he tweet it or did someone who could finish the oh, sentence you know tweet it I mean. for him? No, no, I'm kidding. The digital avatar titled Joe Biden <laughs> <laughs> presented a, a, a published message for us. Who knows where it came from? From the ether. No, this is literally we we are in the cave and the shadows on the wall are Joe Biden's <laughs> tweets. And it's, yeah, it's, with the ability to print guns, I think mm-hmm. this whole gun control thing is like out the window. It's just, yeah, it's nonsense at this point. That yep. technology is only going to yep. improve. And it's not just that. It's not just the fact that it's going to become impossible to regulate firearm ownership and production. It's the fact that people now see the importance of owning a weapon. They see how dangerous things have gotten and the fact that mobs are not very nice and they form very readily in this country at this point in time. And they're often justified and apologized for by the media. So why wouldn't you want a gun? Yeah, and that's what we saw in the Omaha story, mm-hmm. which we talked about the other day, because this, you, you, you saw the story, the small business owner. What, which one? Yeah. So, uh, this guy, Jay Gardner, he's, he's, they're riding in, down in Omaha, smashing up the windows. His dad comes out, who's like 70, and he's telling these guys back off, shoves mm-hmm. one of them. Someone decks him. So Jake Gardner runs over and he's like, yo, who did that? They start threatening him. So he, he pulls up his shirt to show his weapon. He goes, don't do it. He's backing away. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. They attack him. He pulls out the gun. He fires two warning shots. They mm-hmm. jump off him and run away. Mm-hmm. Then this other dude jumps on his back and starts choking him out. And he he says for 18 seconds, he was being choked out uh. and he was yelling, get off me. He switches the gun to his left, puts it over his shoulder. Bang. Yeah. Kills the dude. The DA, it's all on video. Like this dude was knocked to the ground. He was trying to retreat. He was saying, don't do it back. You know, don't do it. Get away. And then he got attacked while he was on the ground. The DA said, clear cut self-defense. And then the, the mob came and he said, OK, special prosecutor, manslaughter. That's so insane. It's depressing they, how political they, it is. They, they said that because he was warning them mm-hmm. to back to get away from him as he was retreating, that was a terroristic threat. What? Yep. It is a terrorist. Yeah, he, he just has this like crazy radical political view he's advocating for with violence, which is do not attack me on the streets. Yes. How insane. And then we have the story. I, I love this. The New York Times published this. It was, it was like protesters sometimes take more confrontational approach. <laughs> and it. It, I, I love I, those I, understatements. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but wait, wait. Here's the best part. The story was literally they went to someone's house who had an American flag and screamed they were going to burn their house down <laughs> unless they removed the flag right now. They said, we will come back and burn your house down. And I'm just like, a peaceful protest became confrontational today <laughs> when they threatened to burn down the home of somebody uh, who had an American flag. What did they, what, wait, what was the exact wording again? A slightly more confrontational well, approach? Or, it, oh, it, okay. it, it, they called it, they called it a confrontational approach or something like that. Confrontational. Yes, I love it. That is yeah. one way of putting it. Yeah. So they, so they're desperately trying to avoid, like, look, the peaceful protest message, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Black Lives Matter and Antifa have done everything in their power to take them off of that mm. message. They, they've tried. Joe Biden was desperately trying to say, like, 
you know, I'm not a socialist, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they started rioting again. So then the New York Times can't ignore the fact that the riots are backfiring. Yeah. And so they're like, well, well, they're not peaceful. They're just confrontational. Of course. It's, 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 that's the yes. difference. Just a little confrontational. Uh, confrontational it's, against people who didn't confront them first. Who, you know, the, the, you might call that threatening. <laughs> you might call that threatening. Confrontation is great. It's good. And it's an important mm-hmm. part of what we do. Like mm-hmm. if we don't confront each other, it's going to be boring. Yes, man. All mm-hmm. the time. So yes. but violent. You know, there's a difference between confronting someone and com- combat, you know, yes. com- being combative and being confrontational are completely different. You can be diplomatically confrontational. You can confront someone without threatening to burn their house down. Do you guys remember Something when Greta Thunberg said she wanted to put the politicians up against the wall? What? No. Greta said she wanted to... <laughs> what, what was I the, had uh, no idea. That sounds like a meme. I love I, your reaction to this like, because you, you, it, it's, it's clear that... Like why this story got so big. But yes, she was giving a speech and she was like, if they don't listen to us, we're going to put the politicians up against that's the wall. Oh, that's a, um, a it's a saying. Speech. It's a figure of speech in yes. Swedish. Oh, I know. So yeah. wait, wait. No, 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 no. We all know the figure of speech in, a, in, in American English uh-huh. of putting someone against the wall. Yeah. It's like a reference to like the commies. Yeah. The yeah. firing squad. Commies and fascists. In Sweden, yeah. it's, a, it's a reference to taking someone by the shoulder and wagging your finger at them up against the wall. Oh, man. That poor girl. <laughs> that poor girl. Look at me. I'm jumping to conclusions and believing fake news. This is, but, but sh- so, so she said it. Thing. She said it and like everybody freaks out. Yeah. They're like, oh. <gasps> She just came out and said, and she did this op-ed that was like very far left, like SJW vegetarian stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we got, we must end whites' heteronormative mm-hmm. patriarchy. You know, yeah. how dare you? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And uh, and then she said, we're going to put them against the wall. And Americans have it were like aghast. Yeah. She came out and immediately apologized. You know, the first thing I did was mm-hmm. I reached out to someone who was fluent in Swedish, and mm-hmm. I said, what does it mean to put someone against the wall? And he says to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, is that a reference at all to like you know gulags and firing yeah. squads? No, no, it's like, you know, it's like when you're when you're yelling at someone and you push them up against the wall and you're like wagging your finger at them. And I kind of feel like, are you downplaying that? Does yeah. it still come from up against the wall? Because it can, you know what I mean? Maybe. Hold someone accountable. Okay, well, let's say you had a, 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 a subversive who was trying to overthrow your revolution. Mm. So you held them accountable by putting them up, uh, putting them up against the wall and putting a bullet in their head, right? Yeah. yeah. Could that still be the derivative, like the, the root of where the phrase came from? I have no idea. It would depend so, on how, yeah, when would, the phrase so, got created because know. once photograph, uh, photography became, you know, viable, then you could actually see an image of someone being pushed against the wall and that mm. those images are burned in our brains. Yeah. Before the imagery, maybe it was just a long-standing phrase. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. All that matters is she did not mean she wanted yeah. to line up politicians and execute them one by one yeah. if she didn't get her that, revolution. That poor girl. That's <laughs> horrible. What a misunderstanding. Yep. My goodness. Yep. So uh, we have a funny story as it pertains to defund the police. Alyssa Milano. Oh, boy. She's always she called funny. the cops. She She's tweeted uh, uh, kind of a lot about defunding the police. And she mm-hmm. like apparently tweeted out a petition telling people like, join me in defunding the police and yeah. hashtag defund the police. And then when a uh, when a when a, a small teenager was near her neighborhood, simply shooting squirrels with an air gun, oh. which is kind of weird. I mean, like that. But anyway, she, she, she called. <laughs> you didn't co- do that, Tim. You didn't go around killing no. squirrels in your in your neighborhood. Well, it, uh, I mean, just... is an airsoft gun going to Oh, was squirrel. it an airsoft gun or like because because I know BB guns are sometimes called air guns, right? Air, pellet airsoft. Guns. So it was uh, just airsoft. Is it? Uh, it was it, it? It was an airsoft, you right? Take its eye out. Let's double check. Was, they say air gun. Right? Air, gun. air gun. Yeah, you never actually know. Okay, if they're saying air gun, that could be like a twenty-two pellet, com- like exactly. right barrel. I mean, I think that is because she's she, apparently she heard the shots and she got scared. Yeah, 
And I don't think an airsoft gun would make a loud enough noise. Like little plastic pellets. Little, yeah, probably like not. Yeah, those why, why, why was he shooting squirrels? Or maybe she heard gun? the noises of the squirrels screaming out in agony. And that's what scared her. I, I think we should keep an eye on this kid. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, no, I hear that. Something hear about... That. We should call a social worker for him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, quite literally, they should have. Well, no, that is a problem because a kid had a, an air gun. Yeah. But so she calls the cops. And now people are calling her a hypocrite because she's all about defund the police, right? Mm-hmm. And this was a kid who was shooting squirrels, mm-hmm. I, I, which is really weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people... Is that normal? It's, it's kind of a contextual thing. Because like, if, if you were hunting small game in the woods with an air gun... That wouldn't be weird, but like I guess he is just going through his neighborhood. Like I guess shooting He's, shooting squirrels with an air gun is not totally unheard of or like crazy, but to do it in your neighborhood is maybe kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah, I don't know if it was in his neighborhood. Apparently, he was like walking around various properties. <laughs> okay. just like, that's, oh, yeah, wow. that's weird. That's Taking pretty weird. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty weird. But that's so weird. so may, like, I'll tell you what, man. Do, do you think she was justified in calling the police if she heard a loud shot and then saw somebody carrying a long gun? Yes. Yeah, that's 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 a good question. It depends on like what kind of air gun we're talking here. If it was really obvious it was a toy, then. Maybe not. I, I, I definitely understand it, especially if she didn't know the parents. But, you know, a situation like that can get out of hand. And if you're against police intervention in virtually everything and you think folks need to be solving their problems on their own, obviously, there's like a, a bit of hypocrisy there. I'll, I'll be fair to her, though. So she has this tweet where when she was talking about defunding the police, she posts a photo of an MRAP mm-hmm. and she says, we've militarized the police. Hmm. So could it be that I, I think I agree with that, by the way. Right. I do, yeah. too. I do, too. So that's why, you know, I want to I want to make sure I'm being fair to Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And it's not I, I, I think yeah, I think she was justified in calling the cops mm-hmm. if she's a high profile individual and someone's walking around with a weapon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's not necessarily hypocritical to say that the police have been militarized in many areas they shouldn't no. have been. Yeah. And then to want to call a couple sheriffs to come and deal with someone walking around your property who's armed with a long gun. Yeah, I think that's fair. The bigger problem with this story is how defund the police doesn't mean anything. <laughs> also true define defund the police because right, what it yeah. sounds like is i don't like the way that guy runs so i want to take his shoes away well to punish him and make him and somehow that's going to make him a better runner well you defund the cop right exactly exactly yeah, and, and and i think the talking point you used to hear was that we need to train the police more properly or better which is something i would agree with uh i don't know how that's compatible with defunding the police exactly uh i saw so the police one of my best buds, he's a, he's a former police officer, and he also served uh, in the military in both Iraq and Afghanistan. So he told me, and again, this is his experience, this is anecdotal, but he, I mean, he told me based on his experience and how well he was trained with a firearm, most police officers were not that great a shot and didn't train with their handguns often enough. I've heard but, that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've actually was, I, I was actually told something really scary once in New York by... Somebody with, uh, I'll just call it a source, who had knowledge of the NYPD. They didn't mm-hmm. work for the NYPD. They worked in a legal capacity, and they had done uh, litigation with, with the police. They said this. They're like, you ever see Fight Club? No. You've never seen Fight Club? It's been Fight spoiled Club? for yeah, me, though, so. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, there's a scene where um, the main character, I guess Edward Norton's character, we call him Jack. He's on a plane, and he's explaining how he works as, like, this insurance, like, cost prevention or whatever. is I don't know, cost analysis guy. He said... If the cost of the lawsuits are less, basically the idea is if lawsuits are more expensive than the actual, or no, 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 they won't recall a car if it kills people, mm-hmm. if they can save money. That's yes, the gist of it. Yes, exactly. Right. So I'm like, I'm forgetting need a formula and I'm trying to, trying to say it. I can't do it. But uh, the general idea was this. So I was on this guy and, and he said, you ever seen Fight Club? And I was like, for sure. And he goes, okay, if the cost of training police is more expensive than the cost of the lawsuits. Oh. They don't train the police. Wow. So when the cops yeah. go out, because he's like, how often do cops actually use their firearms? 
Rarely. Very rare. Very rarely. Very rare. So if they're going to train every single cop properly and have them re-up mm-hmm. and do all the stuff, and they rarely ever use the gun, that seems like a big waste of money for the city. Hmm. Now, if they go off and they have to use it and they fire randomly because they don't know how to actually use it and mm-hmm. they hit a bunch of people, how much we got to pay? Hmm. Training all the cops could cost $50 million. The lawsuits cost 30 We don't train the cops. That's fascinating. Andrew, well, well, I, I, I got to clarify that. that, yeah, I didn't, about that. He didn't yeah. work for the police. Yeah, exactly. He was just so playing that, that, in like, litigation. That's what I'm saying. It's fascinating. Like, I, I, yeah, I can't confirm or deny that, but it's certainly interesting. I know that um, So a number of my police off, <laughs> a number of my uncles were police officers on the south side of Chicago. And one thing they would uh, complain about was the fact that defense attorneys will also tell their clients in many circumstances to just file a complaint, a complaint against a police officer, whether or not it's valid, because it can be easier to get them out of trouble. And if you get enough of your clients to accuse enough police officers, then the accusations start to build up and each accusation becomes more credible. And it's much easier for you as a defense attorney or a criminal defense attorney to do your job. Think about uh activists that do that mm-hmm. it's like hey accuse that guy of whatever so that we can get him fired exactly take his job away to stable the de- destabilize the department yeah like the supreme court <laughs> yeah so so there's a viral tweet where they're talking about the supreme court and someone said mm-hmm. something like 25 percent of the supreme court have have credible accusations against them yeah what is credible credible allegations context, or whatever. Yeah. and i'm like what, is, what I, I i accuse you of stealing my orange yeah good sir i harumph and that's, that's actually that's, true. I did I, steal an orange. Really. I, I, dirty, I, dirty. Yeah, I know. thief. I know. You're I know. a thief. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's, well, so you confess. Yeah. No, but the point yeah, is, like, it. I can accuse you of, any, of anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, d- sir, I accuse you of TPing a tree in front of my house, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're like, what? That's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, well, that's I the, accused you. Well, mm-hmm. one problem I think is that pe- people that do false accusations, uh, they don't get in much trouble afterwards. But, I mean, they yes. might get in a little, but like if someone falsely accuses you of murder and you have to go through, you know, the ringer, mm-hmm. and then it turns out it was wrong, I don't get charged for murder. Yeah, I don't exactly. Have to face the punishment. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Part of it's complicated because, like, when you look at Christine Blaze Ford, for example, when when I made my comment, what I'm not trying to get at is that. She was necessarily lying, but the evidence really does not hold up what she's saying. It's possible she was confused. It's possible she didn't have ill will. But the people who are running with it were clearly running with it for reasons of political convenience. Nah, man. Uh, nah. You don't think so? Dude, she w- she said she was scared to fly. And then she was asked, "Do you fl- like you flew to these island vacations? He's like, yes. So you think she's just lying? My personal opinion? Um, Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I just want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but the point is the accusations against Kavanaugh listen, held no water. Listen, it's 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 amazing how many people are scared to just say she's a liar. Mm-hmm. Conservatives, from the most part, have mm-hmm. no problem doing it, mm-hmm. but it's like, come on, dude. 30-year-old allegation, she didn't know where it was, she didn't know how she got there, she had no witnesses, nothing backed her up. No, I agree, I agree with all that. No one agreed, even her friends were like, what is she talking about? Yeah, no, then no, she, I agree Then she with was all like, that. I was so traumatized, I installed a second door to my home, and then they were like, actually, that was the Airbnb you, 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 you set up. Yeah. I, I'm actually traumatized and scared to fly. Do you fly? Yes. Did you fly recently? Yes. How far did you fly? Thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. You're flying on cross country. Like she like flew to like New Zealand or something. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact where, where she flew, but it's like, you, how 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 is that? She's able to say these things and no one did an investigation because it's clear that she's lying. No, I mean, I'm just giving her an extreme benefit of the doubt. I all of that's very compelling and I understand where you're coming from. And again, I agree that the accusations were. Like you said, contradicted by the evidence. I'm just, I'm just careful to call anybody a liar. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, she could be uh, unwell. Yeah, that 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 was mostly my thought is that and, she's a mentally ill person. And and I've and I've I've been saying this a lot, man. That uh, Antifa preys upon these people. Mm-hmm. There's actually a really interesting story we got to talk about. Mm. I cover. I, I talked about this on my 1 p.m. segment. There, you know what gang stalking is? No, no. Gang stalking is this paranoid delusion that people have. 
where they think like operatives or agents are always oh, spying on them. Interesting. And they'll think you're a spy. Mm-hmm. They'll like, you'll meet them and they'll be like, they'll look at you and they'll be like, are you one of them? Say yes or no. Oh. And you'll be like, uh, excuse me, you are. And they're like, <laughs> so they, That's they, actually really sad. They, they tell their friends and family yeah. like, you know, someone's spying on me and they'll say, where? I'm like, there's a camera in my house. I'm telling you it's in the light. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. They think around every corner there's an agent or an operative. The New York Times wrote about this. And what's really interesting is that uh, they talk about how after 9-11, mm. this like skyrocketed, this view of agents and gang stalking. And they use the internet to find like-minded people who experience the same thing to form collectives to take action over a shared delusion, even mm. though they all contradict each other and it seems to make no sense. Wow. What's interesting about this is that when you take that concept, after 9-11, all these people thought they were being spied on by the government. Patriot Act, NSA, all that stuff, right? Now you have in the mainstream media all this talk about fascists and white supremacists. And what do we get? Fascists are stalking me. <laughs> I'm, not even, yep. I'm not even exaggerating. No, so no, I believe it. It was Jonathan Kay of Quillette who tweeted about this. And I thought it was, it was really insight. It was, I was like, well, I didn't even, I never thought about that. Because they had this woman who was claiming that someone broke into her car. And it was clearly a white supremacist who was harassing her and stalking mm-hmm. her because she's an activist. And tons of other people started tweeting the same things. Yes, they're wow. stalking me and harassing me. Then you look at what Andy oh. No does, right? Andy No covers the people who get arrested. He covers the protests and the riots. And he says, like, this person got arrested for felony arson, blah, blah, blah. And then they start saying that he's feeding, he's feeding the white supremacists our information. Mm-hmm. And it, it's gang stalking. It's the same thing. They think that the person around the corner is a fascist. They're everywhere. They literally think there's millions of people. It sounds like a shared paranoid delusion these people are experiencing. There are no white supremacists. There's like, in this country of 328 million, there's estimated, like a high estimate is like 11,000, mm-hmm. according to like the Anti-Defamation League or, or uh, you know, uh, some of these organizations. So you, you, they're not stalking you, they're, they're, it's just, but they believe it. So you have, you have Antifa targeting people who are unwell, who think these things are true, using them to do things to benefit them, convincing them to commit crimes, convincing them to hurt people, and they go around and they do it. And they're justified because they all share this delusion so if someone says, I swear, oh, fascist was following me, me too, that it must be true. Isn't yeah. that that one guy uh, that killed the dude? Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? The uh, the guy was wearing a MAGA hat or something. And oh, he, he was said my friend him. was in danger. I had yeah. to kill him. Yeah, and were, I was surrounded. Yes. I was surrounded. There yeah. were cars with, yeah. yes, that guy, that guy, Michael Reinel. Uh, he said to Vice News that there were cars all around with Trump supporters with weapons. That dude was one of the, he probably had one of these like, Mm-hmm. paranoid delusion of gang stalking things I think going on. people that think they've been abducted by aliens also are experiencing that some yeah. kind of paranoid delusional psychosis or whatever and then here's what happens you get someone who's sitting there shaking being like they're everywhere and you go they are mm-hmm. but they're not agents they're actually fascist they yeah. are yeah trust me i see them too you're the only one who believes me that's right come with me take this <laughs> now throw it at that building and they do and then guess who gets arrested not the guy who handed the explosive the guy who threw the explosive they use these people. And so, you know, we're talking about Christine Blasey Ford. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, for all we know that she was just a, she's an unwell person. Oh, wow. And they were like, it really did happen. Don't you remember? It did. She's like, it, it did. And then when they actually scrutinized her and she didn't have people telling her, she's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. No. All the witnesses denied it. Ultimately, I think she was just lying. I mean, that's a simple solution, right? There's like, look. Occam's razor suggests the simple simple solution tends to be the correct one. That is, that's, that's not a law. That's just something people point out. It doesn't necessarily mean that in every circumstance you can say it's true. And it doesn't mean he ever actually mathematically tested it because yeah. you can't really. 
But it, it, it is an idea that I think we, most of us agree upon. Don't take things too far. It's probably just, you know, more simple than that. Simple solution here is she's lied. They, they want to stop Brett Kavanaugh by any means necessary. They accused him. He was already vetted, right? Yeah. So uh, Brett Kavanaugh was a federal judge, which means he went through the vetting process and the confirmation process. They were going through it again. And then all of a sudden, 30-year-old vague nebulous stories are popping up. But it's also possible that they were both 18 and blackout drunk, and she vaguely remembers That's not what she said. getting forced. I don't think she said they were drunk, right? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember all the specifics she anymore. Said it's that been quite a while. I just remember there wasn't a lot of evidence, and the media was completely on her side. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. She, 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 she said that she was at a party at someone's house, and Brett Kavanaugh and his friend were like, they were like, went upstairs, and she went with them, and then he pinned her on the bed and jumped on top of her, and then she was like panicking, and then his friend jumped on him, and they rolled over, and then she got mm. up and ran away. That was it. Mm. And then from that, what did we get? Accusations that Brett Kavanaugh was contributing to drugging women and keeping them in rooms where men would line up outside the door yeah. taking turns and it's like whoa, yeah it's so insane whoa, and then they whoa, and whoa. then they held up a picture of him making a really icky face when he was called a rapist for several hours and they're like look at this man's face yeah does this look like the face Jeez. of a man who isn't a rapist and like they, <laughs> that was kind of what they were going on that was yep. the face plastered on everything it was I mean, it was, and it was him like crying yeah it was his face like he was about to cry which is they, reasonable but they make it look like he's snarling Mm. Jeez, man! I think yeah, because guy. justices get get appointed for life, people are terrified of who the justices are. Yeah, well, and, they kind of should be, and they're like freak. Like the way that they're uh, want to impeach Trump before he mm. even appointed anyone. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Can you? What do you think would happen if they tried to impeach him right now? For what? I know, but if they tried, they would destroy themselves. They would totally destroy themselves. It, 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 to be fair on this point too, because I've brought it up. Nancy Pelosi was asked by George Stephanopoulos. Mm-hmm. Would you consider impeaching Trump or Bill Barr? Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, you know, we've got a bunch of options. And then her brain snapped and she went, good morning. But what she should have said, <laughs> said is we don't have any reason to impeach him. She, yeah. could, she could have just said, why are you asking? Well, why would I? Impe- yeah. I that's ridiculous. It's not what impeachment's for, sir. What kind of a question is that? Like, this yeah. isn't just like a, a, a political integrity. play thing that we can but use. She, but she, she wanted it. She wanted it. To, she wanted that news cycle. So she was like, well. We have our options. And then Trump was like, now they're talking about impeachment. They're going to and impeach me. How dare they? They did, did this a second time. Yeah. yeah I could see them threatening. He's a little bit more angrier, though. He's so. a little angrier. Some people are saying that Nancy Pelosi <laughs> wants to impeach me. We don't like that very much. I don't like that. Did you? And, and then, I mean, I mentioned it, but her brain broke. I saw that clip. What, was yeah. it? what do you think that was? So, She's well, just well, older and under a lot of stress, I think. Well, hold on, hold on. So for those that aren't familiar, Nancy Pelosi was talking. He, she was asked about impeachment, and then George Stephanopoulos responded, but you're saying you won't take impeachment off the table. And she goes, good morning, Sunday morning. Yeah. I, it, it, we, that, we have an obligation to the American people, and people were like, what, what was that? That was weird. She just like, brain turned off. I guess that can happen every now and again when you have, like again, a really high-stress job in old age, but it's definitely 80. unsettling. She's old. Yeah, yeah. She's really old. And I mean, Joe, it happens to Joe Biden way more often, if we're being fair. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Should should like should we have like an age limit? No, I don't know. No, because especially with with genetic therapy, the way we can advance our age, we'll be 130. You know? Do you think so? Yeah, I don't know if I believe that, but I I actually don't know how I would answer the question. I mean, at some point, I don't know if I would put a hard age limit as much as I would say like, all right, this person is clearly in a position where they're no longer able to govern. And it's funny because for years and years and years, this was a punchline all the way through my childhood, right? And I was born years after Ronald Reagan had already died. 
There's this joke, oh, isn't it so hilarious that Ronald Reagan was going senile at the end of his life and the Republicans had this president who is who is sort of losing it and slipping in old age and how incompetent are they? And then the Democrats like went out of their way and chose to nominate a man whose brain is clearly not functioning <laughs> properly when they had many other options. With Reagan, I, I've heard that he had some information and they wanted to testify and get it out of him and he didn't want to give up the information so he act, He said that he was going senile and couldn't remember. Hmm. Like, no, simple I stuff. wouldn't know anything about that. But then he went, really yeah, went senile. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so self-fulfilling didn't, prophecy. Didn't he think yeah. I don't know. Didn't you think that movie War Games was like a real thing? What? Know. You know, yeah, you, you know that movie where the kid like, what was it? You know the movie where the kid's playing the, the computer game? Matthew and the, Broderick? Yeah, was that it? And yeah. the computer's going to fire nuclear yeah, missiles and yeah. something? And he, he thought it was real and he was like, oh no! What? Yeah, I don't know about any of that. Something like that. I just know that that was the bit that they always did. Everyone always thought it was hilarious that Reagan was slipping and it was just indicative of this grave incompetence on the right side of the political aisle. And then so, they had the choice and picked Joe Biden. Old too, if, you're, yeah. if, if you're saying that you think we're going to live to be like 130, then what about these lifetime appointments for Supreme it's, Court? We've got to change it. It's got to change. They used to live not that long. No, they lived... I mean, I 60, mean, this is, 70 maybe. It's the life expectancy has been like relative, like only gone up a little no, bit. We desperately have to change the life appointments. It should be 40. Do do? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's, it, it, I'm really skeptical of the idea that we'll be able to extend the human life, uh, expectancy that long. And if we do, I think that's a, a bridge we would need, really need to cross once we got there. For now, I would just say maybe there's something to be said about a person being too incompetent to do the job anymore. And you have that discussion. I don't know that I would set a hard age limit for it. Yeah. I, what about terms? Cause like, limits? look at, look at Thomas Sowell. I mean, we haven't heard from Thomas Sowell much lately, but he's, he's certainly getting older and he's just as sharp and brilliant as he's ever been. What do you think about term limits for justices? For justices? That's a tough one. I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't thought it through enough. I, so, I've actually never really given that specific question any thought. So it wouldn't, probably wouldn't be responsible for me to answer. All, a lot of like what this conversation specifically is predicated upon whether or not life expectancy will be exponential. Mm -hmm. But there's a, are you guys familiar with Aubrey de Grey? Yeah. You, you might be. Is he stuck out the really long beard? Yes. Was, yes. Yes. I've heard a few, uh, and talks he, from him. I, 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 I saw him speak once and he said that we, that he said, what did he say? That like people under the age of 45, and this was, I think this was 10 years ago will live to be a thousand and I he don't said i don't either but, oh, his, okay. but his point was uh, yeah it's ridiculous gone yeah. uh, well, but, but what his point was this he said it's not that we're going to one day invent this pill that you just take and all of a sudden you know you live mm -hmm. to be a thousand it's that you're going to turn 50 and they're going to cure this mm -hmm. you're going to turn 55 they're going to cure this and then medical technology is going to start advancing faster than people are dying mm -hmm. so you'll always be sick you'll always be weak you'll always be dying but they'll constantly be treating and curing and rejuvenating and then so it's kind of like this period where we're dipping and then we pull back up and medical technology keeps us alive yeah i don't know if we if we have lifetime appointments under the assumption that you know these people will die at some point we still have the problem of people who become completely incapacitated yes serving on the supreme court mm -hmm. maybe cognitive tests or something yeah exactly exactly um it's interesting what you're saying about life expectancy and you sort of alluded to this earlier when you said life expectancy has not significantly grown um People will say like, oh, in the past, life expectancy was only 30, but obviously that's because there was so much infant mortality changing the average. It wasn't out of the ordinary or totally unheard of for a person to live to 80 or 90 or even 100, but it is out of the ordinary for a person now to live to like 130, 140. Uh, in fact, I don't think anyone's ever lived that long, so that's why I'm skeptical nope. that our, our medical technology will ever get us to the point where that's possible. Have you heard of nicotinamide mononucleotide? No, sir. A NMN, you can get it, you can buy it, and you take it with uh, resveratrol, mm -hmm. which is the uh, active chemical in like red wine mm -hmm. and like purple vegetables, you know, mm -hmm. eggplant. Um, it causes the tel uh, telomeres, telomeres, I'm not telomeres, sure. Telomeres, yeah. Telomeres. To, to regrow. So your proteins, you have these proteins called sirtuins in mm -hmm. your body. 
and there's five of them. Mm -hmm. um, one of them measures the energy in your mitochondria. Mm -hmm. So when a cell splits, if it doesn't have enough energy, one of the new cells doesn't have enough energy, mm -hmm. so it clips off the end caps of its telomeres mm -hmm. um, to compensate. But if the measurement process is accurate because the sirtuins are good, uh, then when the cell splits, both stay alive and they, the telomeres stay healthy and, and long. Um, as you get older, this sirtuin 2, sirt 2, starts to degrade. Mm -hmm. But with NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide and other chemicals, they keep pumping the sirtuin. Your body keeps making the sirtuins. So you basically don't get older is the idea. So what you're saying is uh, we should all get blood transfusions from young people who do nothing but <laughs> eat healthy and work out at the gym. Uh, oh doesn't, my! Doesn't Peter yeah. Thiel do that? Yeah, yeah is... What is that stuff called? Is that word banned on YouTube? Yeah, I have what no word? clue. Gonna get us demonetized. Blood transfusion? No, no, it's the chemical they <laughs> oh, get out of the blood. Yeah. No, uh... that's that's not that. No, that's not real. Anyway, yeah. no, Tim, the answer is no. No, you don't. But I'm sure it's a real conspiracy theory. I'm sure it's a real conspiracy theory. I'm sure someone believes that. Yeah. Maybe I think people do do that. Don't really, they, they do. I'm, I'm, I, I, I could be wrong, but I read that Peter Thiel did it. I mean, maybe I that's not true. Maybe it's a smear of him that wouldn't, you know. So people used to eat human that. hearts, you know, for their courage, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that 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 does work. You gain their courage. I think so. <laughs> is that is that what you've been? <laughs> no. Is that why you're so comfortable and brave? Exactly. That's why I just speak my mind. That's why I make internet cartoons. I'm very courageous. That's right. Mm. So let's talk about uh, you know the Supreme Court, man. Yeah, Supreme Court. Oof. Uh. Mitt Romney, I guess, is kind of pulling back a little bit. Mm -hmm. He said he's not going to promise Trump he's going to give him the vote he needs, even though he said he was going to vote to confirm whoever. But uh, you think, uh, I guess everyone's saying it's going to be Amy Coney Barrett. Mm -hmm. And the concern is that she is a devout Catholic. And so the left is concerned for whom, sir? Well, the, the, the left is mm -hmm. concerned for themselves. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but she's also a constitutional originalist. So they're saying she's going to like implement this this radically... Catholic interpretation of the Constitution when she herself has said she actually just wants to look back to what the founding fathers initially intended because that is the job of Supreme Court justice. That's what you're supposed to do. We we were talking with, um, I think it was Colin Wright, and I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth because maybe I'm misremembering, but he said something like he would prefer kids learned creationism over the social justice stuff. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. like, well, now you got a yeah. liberal who's going to be in favor of yeah. a devout Catholic Supreme Court justice uh, because the potential that you get a hard left identitarian cultist oh yeah but you know the worst of two things i don't know so I, I disagree that she's things. the worst also i mean people are calling her like a catholic extremist but she's she's just a practicing catholic uh it's funny people part of the reason that you know joe biden is not a practicing catholic is because the media has never called him a religious extremist which is what they always right. do when you follow the most basic tenets of the catholic faith i mean she's pro-life and she doesn't want Catholic companies to be forced to pay for abortifacients, which I think, or birth control, which I think is like pretty straightforward. That's not an extremist belief. In fact, I know many non-religious people uh, who believe that. And uh, she has seven children. God forbid. How dare she? So she's crazy and different and weird. Did you, did you see the tweet where they said it was, uh, what do they call it? Terrorism? There was a, there was a viral tweet. It was like a woman with no. like her, she had nine kids and then on her belly was like number 10. And it said like, this is terrorism or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah, I think it's like, just aggressive. I think it's just confrontational. No. Um, what was it that they said about Antifa? They're just a little confrontational. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, no, I think that's like, why is, why is procreate, why would procreating be terrorism? Like, who's forcing her to have these children? She's just having these children. Dude, you could have one kid and be a horrible parent and have 20 kids and be an amazing a fantastic parent. parent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and historically, it was normal to have many more children. Like, the idea that that's terrorism is so stupid. Like, I don't even know where to begin with it. Well, they're just saying it because you have, like the social justice narrative yeah you know children bad yeah kids bad motherhood it's bad. bad for it's bad for the climate 
Yeah. You know, you can't have kids. Overpopulation. Yeah. Yeah. Have kids. Yeah. It's, it's the way it's, we're we're formed on the earth, not the number of us. Of course, yeah, ex exactly. I don't even say it's not even so much like the way that we're formed, because as we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but there are certain resources that um, we've been depleting, I suppose, like fossil fuels. But as the population has increased, global poverty has decreased. Uh, it's not as if there's been this fierce competition for resources with each new mouth because every single person is is also an asset i mean people create things and they tend to create more than they themselves will need and so it, it passes on to everybody else but so we, we were talking about this too i i, I think we will eventually have an overpopulation problem mm. simple math if like, at a certain point we can't have more people because there's a finite amount of space you know and and we need a certain amount of space for farming we were, I've been looking at like, uh, how to grow certain like crops and like in a garden. I'm not talking about starting a farm or anything like that. And they talk about like the certain amount of acreage you need and stuff. So clearly there's a mathematical formula for how many people can exist with how much farmland you have. Mm -hmm. so at some, some point we'll hit that number. But yeah. I, I think, I think if that's possible, then it's something that would sort of work itself out and we would hit an equilibrium. And I'm sure you would agree that like population control is nowhere near being the answer to this kind of a question. Right. But e yeah. equilibrium, yeah. You, know, you know what that means for like most? No, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It usually means people starving, but yeah. I, I don't no, know that human, I don't know that humanity is ever going to get there. Um, well, we're going to Mars. I don't believe we are. We'll send yeah, people but, to Mars. But think we can build cities in the sky. So check this out. This do you is, think so? Yeah, this is a long-term idea. But the way boats work in the ocean, mm. you have a hollow tube, basically a hollow circle that floats in the water because it's lighter than the water. So if you had a hollow circle in the air that's lighter than the air, basically a vacuum. Like a, like, like a hot air oh, balloon? And, and, and we could name it something after a guy, maybe like um, Hindenburg. Yeah, that's a great like, name. You're going and, 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 and the, you're going the hydrogen yeah, is, yeah, is lighter yeah. than the air around it. Gigantic, yeah. huge mass of, of structure. Have you been watching up? lighter than air. Um, no, I've never seen it. No, I'm good. that's actually, you should watch okay, it. It's, it's okay. a beautiful film. You yeah. fill the chamber with lots of little circles with like hydrogel. You can pump it with lighter than air materials. Mm -hmm. And I think we can get giant land masses to float and then we I can plant crops. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we that. could do it that way. Yeah, in yeah. Venus, way. Apparently, uh, in Venus, we could. They're like floating. There's like really dense gases and you could like make a floating city. So there have been like sci-fi that have talked about it. Yeah. But people don't talk about the problem with Mars is that there's no uh, magnetosphere. Right, right. We'd have to create one. But how do we do that? Do we like Just bring a bunch of magnets? Have you seen the core that movie where they like? Yes. They, they nuke the core of the. Is yes. that what we're gonna do? Why no, would you do real? this? Have <laughs> you seen? If you see that big gash on Mars, it's like hundreds of thousands of miles long. It looks like some planetoid hit Mars and scraped across it and mm -hmm. ripped it open. So all the iron spewed out of it in magma. And that's why it settled as iron oxide dust all over the surface. Interesting. Of the so yeah, like its know. core got gutted or its its magma got gutted. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but but I, that is it, interesting. it probably should still have a core. I just don't. It's it's not quite as. I've, I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about Mars. Elon thinks I know we should read the poles to get it to get it Wait, started. Wait, Elon said what? That we should nuke the poles of Mars. Interesting. But how many nukes would you need for that? Yeah, exactly. Product? Like all of them. We'd yeah. have to ask them. We got and a then lot. what if what if a couple of them just miss Mars <laughs> and then just going through space? Because it's actually hard to get things right at the exact window where they're going to hit something that far away. So you can so, just have a couple nukes go past, and then we start an intergalactic war. Just right, hundreds right. of thousands of years later, millions maybe, it just hits some planet. And it's still active. Oh. And well, we plant the bomb. You hilarious. have to plant the bomb. Oh yeah. So like I, I'm imagining it's like really funny. They're like this like watching this miss like this nuke just like it narrowly misses <laughs> and then i can imagine a song like spanish flea playing as it like for a hundred million years is just drifting aimlessly and then finally reaches this ridiculously intelligent advanced species with interstellar travel but they've they've lost the ability to inter like to stop this because it's so oh my god it's like what do we do it's like i don't know we haven't dealt with nukes in like five thousand years and then it like blows up one of their colonies so they're like war and they come to earth and it's like it's just a decaying blob of nothing and like 
It's been hundreds of millions of years. There's nothing left. Humans are gone. It's wiped out. Oh, I sure hope not. But maybe we're on Mars because we nuked. It was successful when we I got up to the poles. Then I just figured it out. What is it? What actually happens is if it's just traveling mm-hmm. physically through space, yeah. and eventually we discover interstellar travel, like mm-hmm. wormholes and stuff, it hits us. Yeah, I was going to say, what if, yeah, what if <laughs> oh. the universe is just repeating like Pac-Man? You get to one end and it comes back the other way. And I then think it is. This nuke just comes back and hits us. Well, not, I, don't, I don't mean that, but I mean like... No, I know. We, if, if, uh, this is something really, really, I, we're going to get into sci-fi, I guess. We got so much political stuff to talk about, but I, I, I want to talk about it. So if, uh, I was I, like watching Star Trek and stuff and seeing them, you know, or not even that like Battlestar Galactica where they travel great distances. Mm-hmm. If a group of people right now went on, say, Elon Musk's spaceship mm-hmm. to Mars, or may, maybe not Mars, maybe they're going to go to like Alpha Centauri or some planet very, very, very far away. And they're like, it's going to be a hundred year journey. They'd be like 50 years in and we'd catch up and be like, look at those old That's people. That's hilarious. Wow. Our technology would advance, would advance to the point, theoretically, where we beat them to it. And when they land, we're already there. And we're like, man, Whoa. you guys have a long what time ago. What if we're already there? Yeah. What? Like we the, found a way to get there so quickly because that we got there before the we left. left Earth 100 million years ago, their technology is, ex- oh is ex- or, or 30,000 years ago, they've advanced so much more quickly than us that they're already the there waiting for us. The people that left Earth 30... 30- yeah, twenty thousand years ago. Well, I don't Do you know. That, that? that doesn't no, make no. sense. Oh, I, I, was, I, was, I was, I was, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was a theory. Or... I, I don't think that one that makes sense. What I'm saying is, if right now a ship left, and then it's like a hundred years out, and then we have better technology, yeah. and then we're faster. Or if the people on we the ship, they'd be so technology. embarrassed, dude. They'd be like, I know, it could work either <laughs> way. So embarrassed, <laughs> so embarrassed. Like, oh man, I just wasted my life. They would land on like this ridiculously developed place, and they would be like super archaic, anachronistic. <laughs> Oh. Well, what we would have to do is just make them feel better by not letting them know that we beat them there and just making some part of the planet look like it's it's completely unterraformed. Like, yeah, no, you guys are the first to get there. Good for you. Um, yeah. Part of why when we colonize Mars, it's going to be like the Internet's so important because if they develop at a different rate than the people on Earth, I mm-hmm. think there could be mass chaos, intergalactic chaos between two, you know, Martians. Even ourselves. Yeah. Imagine this. We send a ship out. It's like a 500 year journey. So people are dying and being born and dying. And they know very little about the home, home world. Mm. Then the, then within 200 years, we develop faster travel. We colonize other planets. Then we end, we end up getting into war with the other colonies with our and own humans. People. Yeah. Create factions. And then when they land, they're all taken prisoner. As, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're under arrest. You know, you're, you're enemy faction. And they're like, we were from the year 2200 and it's what year? And the, the other, the other big problem that no one really talks about is that. The solar system itself is moving, mm-hmm. the planets are moving, and time dilation, right? So if you're on this planet that's traveling a certain amount of kilometers per hour with the whole solar system, the planet's spinning a certain amount of kilometers an hour, and then you travel to another planet that's going much, much slower or faster, wouldn't you then experience time living on that planet very differently to Earth? Huh. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Time is relative, is motion, is relative motion. So it's relative to the galactic core, for instance, um, if you're moving faster than the core, it's going to look like things are happening faster outside. It's so confusing. Interesting. Time, yeah, this is all so out of my wheelhouse. But, me too. Yeah. I don't think anyone truly understands yeah. time because it's just a measurement of motion. And, and if everything's moving, then how can you even have a, have a clock? It doesn't. So like, okay, a, we need a galactic clock that just, that just, Shows where you are in the galaxy and where you will be in one solar year. And so it moves faster in certain areas. Yeah. So imagine, yeah, that'd be crazy. Hmm. You're like, you're on a planet and the clock's going really fast and you're like, <laughs> those are the days. And your time yeah. is just going to be your location. So you, the way you'll be like, it is 
24, 32, 71. That means you can plot me in this area of the galaxy. Interesting. And next yeah. year, my time will be, and then you give the new location. Because they're moving so fast. Yeah, that's also true. They're going to need to give you fast. coordinates of where Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's even ever really going to be possible to achieve that kind of space travel? It's all so much more complicated than we, we what understand. If, what so, if there is no space travel? What if we're in a simulation? And this is the oof. final season. Why would the, this... Are the, well... It's to entertain it, obviously, to, to entertain a hypothetical, it would be an entertaining season, you know? I, kind, kind of. It's it's like jumping the shark. Jumping the bit. shark a little you know bit. I, mean? I yeah. think it's early on in the show. Like season two, season, <laughs> season three, because we just got TV. No, it's too absurd. Like every, like when Donald Trump won, it was clear that the writer was like, uh, Donald Trump becomes president? Like that, that'll rope viewers back <laughs> it's in. It's like episode seven, season two. But then when, when you really think about it, that's that's sort of novel to us, but historically... Stranger things have happened than Donald Trump becoming president, though that was, let me tell you, that night, my goodness, none of us expected it. I didn't. It, like yeah. the, the New York Times meter was 99% Hillary Clinton. What did, yeah, what'd you think that night? I was laughing really hard, actually. My, my brother tells this story. My brother tells a story that he called me. Like I was literally laughing hysterically just because I thought it was silly. Like there was not a single angle I could examine it from that was not really, really funny. Like there, there was this, this woman who's just unbelievably crooked and has all of the traits that make a really savvy and unscrupulous politician, has spent her entire life striving for one single political position. And then this one guy wakes up one morning and he's like, I could be president. And he beats her. And to me, that is comedy you gold. Know, it is, it is. And I love that line. Trump was like, I ran for president one time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, I ran for public office uh, one, one time <laughs> and I became president. That's hilarious. funny. It is. Wow. It is. He's a funny guy. Medium, and then man. him just like walking on stage with that big smile. He has like, <laughs> and, and you can't always get what you want was playing yeah. and oh i i'm telling you dude i was i was in tears laughing i just you I can't believe always it. get what you want yeah, you he can't. loves that song it's hysterical it's so funny and then i guess hillary didn't come out john podesta was like we're gonna go to bed we'll be back and then there was mm -hmm. no like yeah mm -hmm. talk about the salt mines that day i know if you were, if you were a salt miner you were rich that night oh the my memes. goodness yes you were well so i one the one regret I really have for my college experience is that I did not have any any classes scheduled the day after the election took place, and my friends did. And from what they said, like there were kids crying in class. He said one of the teaching one of my uh, friends said a teaching assistant like started tearing up as they were explaining the situation. One friend sent me like a Snapchat of a student under a desk crying. I mean, it, it was bad. Uh, and it's funny because the media was plastering these images everywhere of people on their side of the political aisle crying, which revealed something interesting about their psychology, which is that we thought we were they, like they thought we were going to see that and sympathize with them. Right. Like, can you imagine if Trump had lost and Trump supporters were crying? They would have found that hysterical. And if Fox News or some right leaning network tried putting that out there to gain sympathy, they would have been scorched. Yep. So it's just a fundamental inability to so, see somebody else's perspective. Like, like someone's like, well, my taxes won't get raised and I'll be better able to feed my family. No one's going to take my guns, but I wish I didn't make that liberal arts student cry. Like, uh, what have yeah. I done? So what are you, you going to do if Joe Biden wins? I'm going to cry. Are you going to cry? I don't know. I don't I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. I, dude, I honestly, I have no idea. I have, and I have no idea. Earlier in the year before COVID happened and before the economy crashed, I would have said there's no way anyone else could win. I mean, right. all Trump had to do was not be a fascist, not be Hitler. And he wasn't a fascist and he wasn't Hitler. So he basically surpassed the expectations that the media set up for him. He did. And, 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 and I'm, you know, that was, understating that was it. it. He, no, but, <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm understating. Like he actually did well. The economy was okay. He hasn't started any new wars. He's actually been a, a good president in a number of ways, though he's certainly left something to be desired. Um, if not much. Point is, it wasn't until COVID happened that I thought, oh, like, 
maybe he doesn't have as much of a chance. Not that I'm blaming him for it, but it's very easy to see how that narrative is going to be run with. Like, they, we are under his watch and things aren't going very There's well. There's so many conspiracy theories that it was intentional to get I've him out of office. I've heard them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't jump on any conspiracy yeah. theory. All these any countries kind of working together. Yeah, man. exactly. I don't. That kind of international cooperation. You're, t- you're telling me we got world peace already. Yeah. What, what happened to the Tucker girl that went on Tucker and said it was a bio web, uh, weapon? She got banned from Twitter and then. Oh yeah, gone. Any, I didn't even hear any about back that. Back up to that. Any, any. She, she, she worked for the University of Hong Kong. Uh, and I don't think she had anything to do with any of the labs in China. Hmm. So it really did seem like, look, she's an expert. Well, we'll hear what she has to say. I don't believe it. I don't think any president could have come out of a COVID as a, as a shining beacon of hope. Nobody did. Nobody did. I mean, look, you had Nancy Pelosi saying we should all go eat dinner in Chinatown. I think what, did, what didn't Joe Biden say that Trump's ban from from China was, I don't know if he used the word xenophobic, but he didn't was, say the ban was he said he said something like we need real leadership, not Trump's xenophobia. OK, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think anybody really handled it properly. But that said, Trump is the president. So you, like he does have a special responsibility here. But what could he do? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I agree. Look, I like, mostly agree with you. Not even not even COVID. But I, when I hear people say like this is Trump america and it's trump's fault yeah. the riots and i'm like what should he do yeah like does that's not that's not how the federal government works i don't want to live like i don't want the president just going around just yeah, exactly there's like this yeah. fallacy that the president's like the gunslinger that's going to go out and kill the boar and feed the family it's his job is to sit back watch and make sure no one does anything crazy he yeah. has veto power and that's like it and He's, even then like he can let him get a little crazy you know what i mean like the, the yeah the president is not supposed to get involved with everything now now that said i i understand the arguments that he should have been more involved in some ways with COVID-19, but it's all really, really complicated. And so that's what I'm saying. I certainly don't blame him for it, but uh, I think that it's going to be easy to use that against him in the media, though, whatever advantage they may have had, they've been doing everything they can to destroy by advocating for and apologizing for these riots and protests. What what do you think Trump could have done better? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's hard for me to pinpoint anything specifically, and that's why I'm not even saying he dropped the ball. But what I am saying is whenever anything bad happens under anybody's watch, it's easy to see why they're going to be blamed for it. Yep. And uh, there's there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah, there's no yes. relativity here. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we People are looking at Europe and they're like, look what happened to this country. And I'm like, Europe is more densely populated, but also you know, very, very large. And you're comparing mm-hmm. one country to like a bunch of different states, like the US compared to Germany. It's not a question. Germany is microscopic. Yes. Europe as a whole let's have a conversation, but then it's also got double the population on the, so it's, you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You can't. And they try and it makes no sense. And then I, I don't know if you saw this, but there was, um, I can't remember. I think it was Nevada that released the data about COVID deaths. Some of the people who had died with COVID had like end stage renal failure. Ugh. And so people are pointing out, if you want to know how we got to 200,000 dead, you need to understand that some of these people were really close to death as it was. Yeah. It is true that COVID caused it. But if you're someone with like end stage renal failure and you're on your deathbed and then you get COVID, you're going to die. Yeah. You're well, going to die if you get a cold. I, I think what, what's going to have to be done, and I'm sure somebody's already thought of this or is working on this, but at the end of the year, or at the end of the next two years, they're, they're really going to need to compile some, compile some data on net deaths like how many people died overall in this past year as compared to the average and then we can see how many of these covid cases were just covid versus people who are going to die of other diseases anyway right like exacerbation i think is a better word than cause because if mm. someone with end-stage renal failure well, gets covid it exacerbates the renal of, failure yeah and of course we still don't want them to get covid absolutely no. not but but it's a different conversation than all of these people were just completely healthy and got covid and then died yeah, exactly. I, I look. I'll just put it. It's really this simple. If you want to have an argument with me about why Trump is bad, mm-hmm. I'm listening, man. 
I'm out. Tell me, tell me, bring it on. But we don't get that. Mm-hmm. We just get like ridiculous nonsense. No real arguments about policy. They say he, he failed us with COVID. Well, what did he do wrong? I had my what, parents. What, what, what did he do wrong? My parents had an impeach yeah. Trump sticker on their back door when I went back to their house one time. I was like, what are you going to impeach him for? And neither of them had any idea. So I left. The I Ukraine. Several months later yeah. and the sticker was gone. Oh, so nice. There is semblance of nor- of intelligence in even the most whack, you know, not that they're the most whack, but I think not. people the- when faced with the truth or, or like the reality of the situation sometimes can see that Trump's not the de- you, a demon. He's, you he's could, kind of a normal guy. You can go look at my videos. And from like 2018, and I'm saying things like, look, Trump's not that bad, but come on, man, missile strikes in Syria, drone, drone strikes, commando raids. He's not doing great, you know, relative to foreign policy. So Agreed. as far as I'm concerned, then what's happened in the past year? I used to say specifically, like for me, foreign policy is a big deal. Yeah. What, 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 what are we spending our money on? Why are we spending it? Why are we getting involved in other people's business? Yep. I understand sometimes like war happens and there's like conflicts between allies and people need our help. Sure. But what does it have to do with us? Yeah, and like, why are we so, aiding the Saudis in Yemen, for example? That's one thing that, that really upsets me about Trump is that he's kept that going. Money. He, yeah. But he admitted it. Interesting. So, I yeah, didn't he hear that. blurted it out. He was like, oh, we're making tons of money selling weapons really? to the Saudis. Oh, that's so horrible. Yeah, I know that Boeing <laughs> profited like 500. <laughs> yeah, I, and I know that, that what Boeing, Boeing profited like 500 billion servicing the F-12s that the Saudi Arabian government is using, which Whoa. are sometimes used to bomb like fishing boats and farms. It's really evil stuff. I mean, the yeah. weapons yeah. we and, supplied... Uh, the Russians, sorry to interrupt there, yeah. is the same weapons that Al-Qaeda used. Well, look, mm-hmm. I, w- I just want to make sure I finish that point, too. Yeah, sure, sure. The past year, Trump has been historic peace deals. No, he's, look, yeah. he's, he's got no new wars. So we did have the, you know, he was he was sort of playing the old game of the existing wars. No new wars. We have historic peace deals, three historic peace deals. We have the withdrawal from of the troops. I got very little complaint about it anymore. His character, sure, but that's not the biggest factor. It's not even the top five. I should clarify, is the weapons we supplied, I think it was the Afghani people, against the Russians in the 80s. Oh, yeah, the Mujahideen. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah, they exactly. used those weapons against, against us. us. Yes. Yep. Hey, do you guys think that the, the, the job of the president is like, it, it, no, no good and should be changed? Like, too much power for one person that we could formulate the power structure better? I think Trump is showing that the, the, the office can really be curtailed so long as we have a Congress willing to do it. Mm. Like, uh, I, I used to complain about the expansion of executive authority, but the reality was Congress just giving the power and just agreeing. But now that we have this psychotic, you know, uh, two years of Democrat impeach screech and get nothing done, now you can really see how they've, they just, they've screwed up Trump's plans every which way constantly. They won't confirm, you know, his appointees and things like that. So, you know, his staff has been, I think it's like a historically thin staff because they won't confirm a lot of people he's trying to put on. I, I can't get specific on that. But I look at what they do and what Trump wanted to do and how they're jamming him up to an absurd degree. And I'm like, you know, part of me, I'm kind of like, I like the idea that the executive branch is kind of getting some comeuppance and getting their power pulled back. Yeah. But it's a little bit too much. Like, they've gone insane. It's one thing to be like, we're not going to go to war and we're going to pull our troops back to, then to be like, we're going to impeach him because, you know, he had a phone call with some guy. So the fact that they have to go to extreme psychotic lengths just to curtail the power of that office. Well, and it's all, I think no, what's that's, sad that's, is how oh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But, like I'm saying they are they are psychotic, and now that they are, they're willing to actually use their powers to you know dampen like, executive branch. A functional exactly. non psychotic yeah. Congress do you could think still the president, do it. Is the president too powerful with their executive? Authority? I hear you. I well, yeah. I, I think what we're kind of getting at is almost like the right thing done for the wrong reason. It's good to limit that kind of authority, but the reasons they're doing it for are, are dubious at best. But I would say that I think the federal government in general just has far too much power. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not as libertarian as I used to be, but I believe heavily in a principle called subsidiarity, which is basically that the most local possible authority 
to handle something should be the one handling it. And we should only go up to um, a higher, more more powerful or centralized authority if we absolutely have to. But that's not what we've done in this country, man. Over the past hundred years, so much has become federalized. It's it's the school system particularly. Yeah. And the the idea of a public school system is actually really insane to me the more that I think about it. It's something you take for granted growing up, but the idea that we just sort of let the government raise our kids is kind of unthinkable, especially in the United States. I mean, I'm not in favor of either of these systems, but in some ways, I think you could argue that, that a, a universal healthcare system or the government being in charge of healthcare would be more appropriate to the American vision than the government being in charge of educating everyone's children. It's showing now, too. Yeah. With COVID being, this the weirdness of kids having to wear masks and et cetera, et cetera. But like, no, 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 no. It's the kids in cubicles, like, oh they've God. spaced all the chairs out and then put them in these plastic bins. Yeah. And I am, I'm, a, I'm becoming a, a, more of a proponent of homeschooling over time. And it's not just because the evidence has really borne out the fact that homeschooling kids tend to perform better, but it's the fact that when you really examine the situation, we don't even have to look at this through the metric of efficiency. We just have to say, is making a child sit in a desk for six to eight hours a day throughout their entire childhood a good thing to do to somebody? It wasn't for me, Does that make them a productive adult? Yeah, it was It wasn't for me. And this is not me. Yeah, I went to public school and look, I had a lot of great teachers. I love basically every teacher that I ever had. I'm not criticizing them, but the system is so broken. And I just don't think it's optimal for educating our children. And it's not just that it isn't optimal. I'm not just making an efficiency argument. I'm making a moral argument. It's not good for them. It wasn't good for me. I got pushed around and bullied, you know, ha ha ha. Mm -hmm. But like, I would, I would wait for other kids in the class to figure it out and they wouldn't call on me anymore. I was like, I already got it. Come on, Mm. let's move on to the next problem. Let's fix, let's move, move, move. And I was in the wrong environment. I couldn't, Mm -hmm. couldn't figure it out. There are places that kids can go if they're smarter or dumber than other kids, but yeah. You know, for the most part, you just go to public school and that's it's I, just such a mess. I think one of the biggest problems we have in this country is that from the ages of zero to five, kids don't do anything hmm. to do nothing. Was a kindergarten is five years old. Yeah. So what are you doing through these extremely important years of your life sitting around watching TV? Well, yeah, that's a problem. If you just like sit your kid in front of the TV, then this is why you need attentive parents, which is part of why I'm a proponent of homeschooling, right? Because it's not as if you just wait until that kid is five. The education starts early. And nobody is ever going to understand a child's mind better than their own parents will. And like homeschooling isn't always just one parent homeschooling the kid. You have co-ops and you have different parents getting together in the neighborhood and and, and educating, you know, taking shifts with the kids. But I mean, smaller classroom sizes, better test scores. Again, I I think all the evidence is is there for it. But I think Peterson said that the kids' most formative years were like one to three ages. Yeah, really? Yep. That's fascinating. So So, I I often ask people, like, uh, if you want to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life, ask yourself what you were doing at at certain ages. Like, what were you doing when you were 13? Hmm. Most people don't have a good answer about what they were doing. Wow. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, what what were you doing when you were 13 years old? And they responded, I don't know, hanging out with my friends. And I was like, you want to open a bar? And she went, oh, I want to open a bar. And I'm like, yeah, because you want to hang out with people. You just want to sit around and drink. So open a bar and then people will come and you'll be hanging out. You'll be doing what you did. I thought about this because I'm like, I know, I know a bunch of people who went on to become like uh, successful in various industries, skateboarding and music. And they've been doing it literally their whole lives. I I, I had this really funny thought. Like, you know, we say it's it's like riding a bike. It's, it's so easy to ride a bike, isn't it? No, it's easy because you were like, you know, uh, two or three years old and your parents put you on the bike and then had you ride with training wheels. So from your entire existence, we've been taught how to ride bikes. Guess what? You're an adult. You can get on a bike. You know how to do it. Imagine if instead of putting on a bike or in, in addition to it, we taught them how to do math. Yeah. You showed Agreed. them complex equations and you started teaching them more and more things or you gave them a skill. Look, riding a bike is, a, is, is an important thing. I'm glad I know how to do it. And I, I have memorized the cheat code for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> I remember it's this. A, I've, I've known this forever. 
It's B-A-B-A, up, down, B-A, left, right, B-A, spark, what start. Why do I know you? that? What does it, what do you get? It gives you level select and 10 lives. Whoa, that game was tough. Why did I, why do I know that? I haven't played that game in like 25 years. It's repetition in, in early parts of your life. I was life. a little more kid. Impressionable. And yeah. that's what I was, I was playing a game and I was taught this and I never forgot it. Dude, memorizing phone numbers. I don't know if you guys used to. Oh yeah. And I had, this was before cell phone stuff. I have a book of all my friends' phone numbers and I just go down the list and memorize all the numbers. That's awesome. Just have them on my head. But it was great for like memory retention. Yeah. Back in the day when you needed to know whose number, like how, how old are you, Seamus? I'm 25. Do you, so you don't, are, do you? No, remember? I remember having to, to yeah. memorize people's numbers. I mean, I didn't get my first cell phone until high school. So I had to yeah. do quite a bit for them. And now I don't remember anybody's phone number. No, no, no never. Number. I used to be that to... you just lose it. Yeah. I used to remember like, like 50 to 100 phone numbers. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Now it's, you know what's going to happen is, I was watching an episode of uh, Outer Limits. We're just going to have our brains plugged in like Neuralink oh, or something. Not. But what if yeah. the power goes out? Yeah. Then you'll, then you'll be sitting there like, oh no. Man, I, I really hope not. I really hope not. I'm not volunteering for that if it ever becomes a reality. Maybe the idea... Because I wonder, I, I'm skeptical of the fact that we ever really could interface with the human brain in that way. Have you seen the Neuralink? No. Oh, there was a, Elon did like a, a, a I don't know what you call it, but like uh, he showed pigs that had the neural link implanted and that it actually functions. And it was like that movie Gamer where, um, was it, what's that guy's name? Michael C. Hall, is that his name? Where he did like the puppet thing and then all the people are just forced to do the same motions. Well, I, so like Elon plugs in his neural link and then he plugs it into the pig and then he goes like this and the pigs start like marching <laughs> oh and he's like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I was thinking maybe and the maybe. idea oh, of power going out is like an archaic idea that will no longer exist in the future. Like they have these nuclear batteries that are in like carbon glass. Um, hmm. So you may just have endless amounts of electricity forever that can't be solar flared out. Yeah, I don't know. It's so theoretical to me. I just, I, I'm just so skeptical of all of that. I, I feel like so many predictions, whenever we make predictions for the future, this is going to sound so, um, this is actually going to sound really, really, uh, how should I put this, vapid. But look, I mean, the reality is either people like way over predict or way under predict. When you like yeah. look at a magazine like from the early 1900s, what will the year 1909 look like? They thought they, firefighters would be flying. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, and yeah, I remember I saw one where where everyone was transported around in these like large hot air balloons. It's very cool <laughs> looking, but every time I hear a prediction of the future, I just I look and I think about that. I think I already know the answer, but would you plug your brain into the neural net? 100, percent no, never. Would you consider it? Would you wait? No, I just wouldn't. It? I don't think I would do it. You don't want to join the Borg? Absolutely not. I understand but, that resistance Seamus. is futile. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> Seamus, like not it. for me. This is why we need the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. No Neuralink. But what if Neuralink gives you the ability to like experience different worlds and like virtual reality and no? this world's enough? Is it? Yeah. But you can't fly around shooting laser beams out of your eyes and throwing fireballs at the at the at the you know the evil. You can't. Uh, you can't. You don't oh. know what. I, that's right. What if it like made you no. able to draw your art faster and better? Oh, that's a good question. I, I would still just want to use the computer. What if you, you know? could download like jujitsu and then you just like, you know, like the matrix and you just click the thing and then you're like, whoa, and then you just knew everything. I just feel like there would be so many unintended consequences and, and implications to that, that I can't even begin to comprehend My f that I, I could, I just can't agree. What I'm afraid I, of is that other people will plug in and then they'll start doing like for, for you, for instance, they'd start drawing and they just, so many people would be able to do exactly what you did, but better, faster that you'd <gasps> fall behind. Communism. Uh oh, that's the digital real. communism. Yeah, Jeez. Neuralink. Everyone mm. would be the same. I would, I would plug in. You'd plug in, and then the, we would sync, and I would have all of your abilities. Oh my goodness! And I'd be like, now I am the freedom. <laughs> you'd steal from me. <laughs> this is exactly why I don't plug in. I don't want anyone to steal my ideas. That's right. <laughs> the whole reason I'm afraid here. So uh, I want to just say one thing real quick. Sorry to everybody about the internet, man. 
it's like it's cutting in and out. It's really bad. Oh, oh but, no! But it's fine because we're gonna we're gonna this this will be uploaded in 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 clips the next day, and we're gonna get everything fixed by like probably tomorrow. We we were climbing on the roof today, laying cables and stuff, and we've had. Beautiful. We, we, it's like it's 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 giving us IP issues, and so it's just causing the internet to cut in and out. And uh, but we're gonna put up the full podcast on iTunes and everything, and the clips will be up tomorrow. So, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about stuff. How about we uh, we jump over to. Um, Bloomberg trying to buy the Florida vote. Maya Bloomberg. So in this next story from uh, the Daily Mail, is Bloomberg trying to buy the Florida vote? Billionaire pays off more than $20 million in debt for 31,000 felons so they can vote in the state where just 537 votes decided the presidential election in 2000. Wow. Is it a dirty move to give people the right to vote? No. That's my initial thought. No way, man. Liberate. But he's a rich guy. He's he's putting his thumb on the scale. That's what we should use our money for is to help the people that are stuck. Then why don't we just tell them they can vote? Oh, well, we'd have to change the law to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Is this is this playing dirty or is this the right the right move? Yeah, I mean, it strikes me as playing dirty, but I have obvious biases here. I know that he's just trying to get somebody elected who I very much don't like. I'm trying to think how I would feel if it was uh, somebody doing that because they thought it would get a Republican elected and if I'd feel any different about it. To me, I've become more and more wary of people just using massive amounts of money to try to influence political change. But on the other hand, I'm sure if I had billions of dollars, I would probably attempt to do the same thing. So it's difficult for me to say one way or the other. I'm sorry, I'm being a bit of a fence sitter here on this one, but I, it's something I need to give well, more thought this, this, to because I, I just heard this story today, so I haven't really had time to fully put together my opinion. How on many it. how many right wing people are dumping tons of money into do similar things like this, but help yeah, Trump? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a legit question. Like, how many do you, do you know? I, I I don't know of any because I've heard of like we've all heard of the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. the we've My heard, Pillow guy, the My Pillow guy. Oh, he's the biggest. You know, I don't those know those, about those pillows. I'm, no, I mean he does fun like like Tucker Carlson basically. Yeah, yeah. Selling them pill selling them pillows. But the, the Mercers as well have yeah. been, like, their name has popped up. But it, it feels like there's way more left-wing rich people. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's, it's just very intellectually fashionable in their circles. And it's funny because we know that they said they were not going to, like, Disney, for example, wasn't going to film in Georgia anymore because of the heartbeat bill. They said they could not in good conscience, I believe, maybe this wasn't their exact language, but the idea was they could never film in a state that limited a woman's right to choose uh, to kill an unborn child. And... Then they went and they filmed in China, where there are Uyghur concentration and, and camps. And thanked the, the, yeah. the security forces that were enforcing it. And, and some people are saying, oh, well, they're complete hypocrites. I think it's even more insidious than that. They know that they're never going to be able to influence Chinese policy. They know who the higher authority is there, but they believe that they can put economic pressure on Georgia to change its laws. Who are these people? This is Disney. They, 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 they which they, is, and they're going to DMCA this. <laughs> are you talking about the Georgia, yeah, yeah. Georgia, the state or the country? No, the state of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, they said they wouldn't film there because of the, what was it, the pro-life ruling. Or it was or, it was a heartbeat bill saying if, if right. there is a heartbeat, you cannot abort. Wow, so it's so, politically expedient when it's expedient, but mm-hmm. fiscal when it's fiscal is that it's why they're fake. in China? It's fake. It's because China is money, and no one in China is going to complain, and no one in America is going to complain about China, so they get away with it. Yep. This is this is like this. Everything we're seeing is what happens when there is no check on one political faction. So the left controls all. They, they have a monopoly on the culture. So they've gone insane. It, nothing makes sense. It's all just purely insane. And the Republicans don't have a monopoly on government. So I, thought, I find it really funny when the left says, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the counterculture revolutionary resistance. Woohoo. Donald Trump is bad. And I'm like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Republicans control the presidency and the Senate. That's powerful. But like the left has all culture, colleges, TV, video games, everything, movies. What, what about like, uh, like foreign oligarchs that are funneling money through Panama? 
that are helping. I don't even know who they're helping. Are they helping the Republicans? Are they funding? No, probably not. I mean, if you want, if you want uh, to set up, if you want people setting up factories in your country where they pay dirt wages to, you know, in sweatshops, then Trump's not your guy. Trump's the guy who's like, bring the factories yeah. back. We, we, we already know that. Let me see if this is working. Just I don't here. think it's working. Are we working at all? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so we already know that Russia is favoring Trump, right? And then China is favoring um, Biden. This is correct? Because Biden is not going to be the one who brings the jobs back to the U.S. No, Biden's going to be the one who brings them back to China. Right. Yeah. Well, what about this? What if Russia spent $47,000 on Facebook ads mostly unrelated to the election and it changed American democracy forever? Like, that's what happened. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Yeah. Changed democracy. I love how, like, that was this big that's, smoking going back to that And it wasn't even Russia, actually. It was Russian companies, exactly. right? But, it right. wasn't even actually the Russian government. Right. But going back to that gang that stalking thing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Where the people think they're being targeted. Yes. Have you ever been called a Russian bot? Uh, I have not yet. I've been I'm called t- worse things, but I'm, I'm sure at some point. It's a really common thing. You'll see bot. people be like, you're a bot. You're a Russian bot. Mm-hmm. You're just a bot. You're not real. <laughs> Everyone's a robot. They're, they're all they're all. Do people call you the Tim bot yet? No. Oh. No? What? They just when Elon Musk real. plugs us in and does the Neuralink, we're all going to be Russian bots. Vladimir gonna be, Putin's going to hack It's going to be great when we all get the Neuralink and then, you know, everyone just knows what everyone else is thinking. Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. I kind of like Twitter. Twitter was I hate it. Really? Yeah. You have to have some privacy. They're going to... It's not going to work because what if someone hacks your Neuralink? It's going to be Exactly. Horrible. And then what does, that, what does that mean? Like, what did the Neuralink do to the pigs? Like, what was he doing? It didn't look like it had any adverse effects. No, but like, what was oh, he Oh, they doing? were measuring, like, en- activity in the frontal lobe. They found all, all they the pigs' most it? embarrassing thoughts and then told its friends. Not, yeah, you no, need to yeah. go deeper into the brain to get that stuff. <laughs> um, the threads are too thick right now. But it was measuring, like, what they were smelling was translating into electrical impulses into different areas. And then they yeah. could read, like kind of read what they were smelling, I think. I saw a, a long time ago, probably like maybe three or four years ago, I saw a video about this little device they made that they hook up to a cockroach's antennas and it puts electrical signals to them, which makes the cockroach move in certain directions based on what it thinks it's sensing. Yeah, and it was like, I guess a little toy that they were like using remote with a remote control to move the yep. roach around, which is really freaky. And I think one of the scientists who was discussing it, I watched a couple of videos on it and they were doing experiments with beetles and they said that they could tell that there were signals in the brain attempting to fight the yeah. electrical signals. Dude. So, yeah, it, it wasn't even as if this, this, uh, yeah, yeah, I, it, was, I, it was actually fighting against the brain, but still making happen? them do it. Is that the future? Yeah. Well, so I, I don't was, know. I was actually watching something about how, I, I don't know exactly what it was. I was reading something about how if they, your, your equilibrium or, uh, the, you know, the stuff in your ears that like helps keep balance. Yeah, oh, fluid. yeah, yeah. They could alter your sense of balance. So you're standing perfectly still, but you feel like you're falling backwards. So you start trying to move forward. And they could control your movements oh. by tricking your brain's balance. So you like, whatever, you know, yeah. Dude, it's going to make people control bots that have super abilities. And you're going to be like. I just like, hope it all collapses. If we, if we could ever get to that point, I would, ho- I would like to think industrial society would just collapse before then. But hold on, hold on. Let's say there's somebody who's a violent murderer, right? Uh-huh. What, what, first, let me ask you your honest opinion. What do you do with a violent murderer? You catch them. They're caught. They're yeah. subdued. They're cuffed. They're in the back of a car. What do we do? Really I, bad I, murder. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bring them off to prison. And then just pay for them to live in prison forever? Yeah. I mean, I think if a society has the resources to sustain somebody like that without having to kill them, you should keep them alive. And so let's operate under the under the assumption that this guy says, I'll never stop. Ha ha ha. If you let me out, I'll kill again. Mm-hmm. And what do you get the option to give him a Neuralink instead and then just disable murder murderous rampage? Yeah, that's an interesting thought because it's so... 
it's so hypothetical. And what you're talking about is taking a person's free will. But of course, right. when we put somebody in prison, we're taking their freedom. And it's but then worse. again, yeah, but we're also not taking away their ability to make choices. That's that's really complicated because because then you start to get into the question of well, what about the the different drugs that we give people to regulate their mood does that in some way take your free will from you because you're modifying the way that your brain works obviously that's a very different example but there's a spectrum some drugs we would agree do take your free will you're just not really able to function on them and make ac- decisions you would make otherwise whereas some drugs not as much uh, like you know like with um a drug you might be um, prescribed for for depression or anxiety or something will will have different effects on on your brain than than others than maybe like hard street drugs. But then the question is, yeah, at what point do you reach the limit? I don't know. I think the the, the bigger fear I have, it's so I, I understand the idea. I'm not necessarily a fan. If you have like a violent murderer or a pedo or something, they'll never change. You put a neural link, you click a button, doom, boom, gone. That those all those behaviors are removed. Where's the line and who controls it? That's the scary thing. Yeah. So let's say you end up as a right winger <laughs> and they're like, Ooh, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. And then what happens is the reason why I'm, I'm really skeptical on the Neuralink stuff is you might get the Neuralink thinking it's going to be great. I can connect to the internet. I can just think I can play video games. I can literally go into Skyrim world, like have this thing into my brain. It's amazing. And then someone can hack into your brain and be like, let's make this person a murderer. And they think they're a duck. <laughs> and then you're going to be like running around going, Rah! And like bashing your face into people like do you want to give someone access to your brain wow. yeah. through the internet nah yeah exactly so so do you guys know about um like uh pacemakers and like um insulin pumps and stuff there's a little bit th- so uh these are things that people get because they would die without mm-hmm. they also have wireless connections in them so you can control them because you can't go in the body so people have hacked them oh my and goodness. if someone's got like a pacemaker and you hack it you can do things to it that's horrible right so the same thing with insulin pumps i I went to i think i was at defcon which is the hacker convention and there was someone doing a demo of how they could wirelessly hack an insulin pump and you just kill somebody so imagine you have a neural link and elon musk that's gonna be encrypted and i'm like oh come on encrypted will be cracked and then what Mm -hmm. and they're gonna keep playing the encryption race i'm not gonna be the guinea pig yes just to link my brain to the network so that someone when someone cracks the latest encryption they get access to my brain in any capacity. I don't care for what reason. I don't care if they're reading my vitals. You know they can learn from your vitals? They can learn a lot about what you're doing. They're going to be like looking at their phone going, huh, Seamus is pooping. Hmm. No, nah, that's okay. That's my private time. You know, when I read the news, you leave me alone. But Facebook knows just without even doing any of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. they can just, they know everything you're doing whenever you're doing it. Wow. Have and your location. Like we're already getting to that point. And so I'll tell you this. You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe the answer is, who cares? Just Neuralink. You know why? We're already being manipulated. What, why, why does Twitter send me these random tweets? You ever, right. you ever get this thing where it's like, so-and-so liked this, and it just shows you, and it's like, Donald Trump does a backflip off the White House. I'm like, okay. So I really do think, uh, I, I think a better way to put it is what Michael Malice said, actually. He said, some really bad people got data on how much we're willing to it, to take. So they that's can, fascinating. Yeah. So, so they know they can do certain things because they know how we behave and they'll do whatever they want until we reach that line. And then they'll, they'll dance right back, you know, off of it. But my, my main point about Neuralink is the things you see on Facebook, the algorithm, it's going to shape what you want to do when you want to do it. I mean, there were, st- I was reading uh, something about studies where it said like a certain color room will have a certain effect on you. Like a red room will make you angrier. A blue room will calm you down. A yellow room makes you hungry. Or is more likely to. So what happens if Facebook decides, you know those colored boxes that appear with text in them? What if they say, we're going to show only the red ones to the Antifa people? 
And so they're inundated by all this red and black, and they're just constantly like, and like angry. <laughs> Even simpler, um, with a neural net, you could have someone see like a red haze over everything, a red filter, and then they would get desensitized, wouldn't even realize they're looking through red, and it might change their subconscious behavior. I don't know what to what, to what extent Neuralink yeah. could actually alter your brain. Alter the way you see. They say it's going to make you see an infrared and and what? All I'm sure. Yeah, there's. I'm sure there's so much overpromising with that too, though. He did say he was going to re- relaunch and land rockets, and he made it happen like in three years. He's, yeah, he's that's true. Through. He's yep. kind of and he's building narrow. the Starship to Mars. He's building it. So I'll tell you what, man. You know what I want? I want to play Skyrim or whatever the next Elder Scrolls is. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in my chair and I'm gonna you know press the button and just like donk out, and then I'm gonna be in you know. Dude, Elder you'll be able to play like six Don't games do at it. the same time. Don't do it, Tim. I wonder, yeah, so that's interesting. Imagine if we could get to, again, extremely theoretical, but if we could get to a point where you could read somebody's thoughts or at the very least detect what kind of mood they're in, and then you could sort of peek in and examine what mood they're in when certain concepts are being explained to them, then you'd be able to evaluate their political views or whether or not they hold perspectives you consider to be unsavory. That's scary. Yeah. But what's awesome is if you're playing Skyrim and then you forget you're (laughs) playing Skyrim and you start playing another game with your Skyrim character and you're in the other game. You like your. I think people would lose their mind. I don't think people's psyche could handle that. They happen. would think that they were in a video game once they were outside of the video game. Guys, guys, you're in the game right now. No, stop. I'm don't telling you. Keep telling I'm, me that. I'm, I think uh, you're right. No way. Have you guys? There's this really funny comic where it's a, a there's like a guy opens a bag and there's a silica gel packet in it. Have you have you guys? You, no. you, you know what silica gel packets are? No. So when you when you buy like a piece of equipment, there's a packet that says silica gel and absorbs absorbs moisture. Okay. Yes. It says silica gel. Do not eat. And so the first panel shows him like opening the bag and he sees it. And then he, he, and then he looks at it and he goes, big silica's not going to tell me what to do. And he throws it in his mouth. Oh, man. Then the next panel is him like a shocked face. And then the last panel is him with a, a hat on with like wires coming out of it. And he's in a, like a hospital and there's two doctors saying, congratulations. You've escaped the simulation. <laughs> I saw that it's one actually. really good. No, yeah. that is very funny. I saw that one. That cracked big me up. Silica's yeah, big silica's not going to tell me what to do and he eats it. I love it. I so, wonder if we're being controlled from a distance. I don't think In what so. way? Like our brains are, are electromagnetically being told how, what, how to pull on our muscles. Like our, we got these, these jellyfish creatures in us, like the brain and brainstem <laughs> floating in the, this meat sack. That's basically what we are is the brains in the brainstem, this creature that's like ha- with electrical impulses pulls on the muscles. I think that seeing the brain is too separate from you though. I mean, like we're a body soul composite and your brain is part of you. Your brain is not the separate thing. And like, all of you spine. is you. It's one creature. Yeah, like all of you is you though. Is it, man? Yeah, I believe so. Or are we so. pulling on meat? I don't think nah, so. man. Haven't you ever heard stories about how like when people get organ transplants and then oh, all of a sudden yeah. they like get memories or they like right. pick up behaviors? I don't know if any of that's true. <laughs> yeah, neurons, I have no clue. There's neurons in your uh, stomach, not, so you definitely, it's more than your brain because there's yeah. they have neurons in other muscles. Well, I don't even stuff. know. I, I, but, but I guess you're, you're sort of boiling it down to neurons are you. And I would say you extend beyond neurons. So like, is there something out there that's you that's telling your neurons how to behave? Or maybe not, maybe out there, maybe in you. I mean, I believe in a soul. Uh, and I believe that we are a body soul composite, so I wouldn't limit me to just my brain and say that my body is something separate from it or that my soul is I something think, separate uh, from it. I think you are all of it. I think I figured it out, bro. Oh no. The answer to everything. What is it? We're, we're not, it's not a simulation that we're in. We're in a video game. All right. Your soul is actually you, like you're playing the video game, right? And heaven is when you beat the game and you get the awards after the game is over. 
And guess what the point of the game is? High score, baby. Make as much money. Hoard it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I got more points oh than you. Different, different goals for different people because some people want to have the best body. Some people want to have the most money. Nope. Some people want to yeah, see the Bro, most people. You can, listen, you can play Skyrim and level yourself up to level 99 and still not beat the game. But it's like it's like the Sims. Have you ever played the Sims? Different right. Sims have different aspirations. Sure, sure. But let's say let's say you right now are at an uh, you know uh, Donald Trump's legacy. If that's the video game. It's called President Trump. That's the video <laughs> game. And you're right now at a competition to beat the game the fastest to win the award or whatever. And in order to beat the game, you got to do a bunch of things. And instead, you're sitting around talking about what space and <laughs> Neuralinks and whatever. And and they're saying the point of the game you win when you break you know 10 million points. And you're sitting, you're not even trying to get 10 million points. How do you get the points, though? That's it's money. money. Ten, is, is that it? Is this the meaning of yeah, life just, is money? Just, just collect as much money as possible. Oh, thank die. God that's not true. <laughs> thank God that's not true. true. That currency so, got invented. That'd be so horrible. Like before, when was currency invented? 40,000? No, not that long ago. Someone invented yeah. currency. It didn't used to exist. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Like, like, well, but people have developed currency in isolation, too, though. It was not as if, like, John... Q currency invented it and then we started using it after. I think like in some places they used shells and other beads or I think different kinds of flowers. It was just something that the people perceived as scarce and valuable and it became a, a, a common medium of exchange. You know what is the future currency? Electricity. They actually call it currency. Electrical current is currency. Mm. No, literally. I don't think so. It's literal. I think energy is the basis for the value of a lot of currency though. I mean, so, so you think about why does a dollar have value and then you try and determine what, what is the, what, what is a living wage and what does a person deserve? And the value of a dollar is tied to what you can get for it. Yeah. And it comes down to energy. So human labor is extremely expensive, extremely expensive. So we've started replacing human labor over and over again throughout history, right? Very early on in human existence, human labor was everything. A human would build, a human would pull, a human would drag stuff. And then we were like, yo, that big thing with hooves. It's bigger than me. Let's tie stuff to it, make it carry it. And then it would. And then we started using animal energy. Then we started learning about, you know, burning carbon for energy. We've continually improved the different sources of energy and how to manipulate the energy. And so I guess uh, based on like the petrodollar and stuff and the way w war works and oil, the basis of our currency is very much so energy return. So it's mostly oil, Right. Why does someone want any money? Because the oil you can get for it, you can use to build and you don't need humans. Like the amount of energy in, compared to like what a human can produce versus what a machine can do, lifting. Like we, we see the, I, I love ancient aliens when they talk about like how did humans <laughs> possibly live these giant stones? And they, they could. It was, I watched this really cool one where this dude, he like took, it was a gigantic like multi-ton stone and he hammered a wooden wedge under it and then started rocking it back and forth. And then he dug a hole and then it flipped over. And he was like, that's how you do it. You use its own weight and, and, yeah. and you apply very little energy to wobble it. If you had a crane, you could just move it pump, just like that. So if you have the oil, you don't need the people. So the energy coming is, is way more valuable. So we've, we've been replacing human labor with machine labor. And that's the problem. That's the, the industrial revolution had riots and there's going to be, you know, like, like, uh, like a, and a free energy riot. Maybe, I mean, the conspiracy theory is that free energy, we've, or, or some form of it, at least in our system, it would be equivalent to free as far as we're concerned, is being withheld because it would lead to widespread riots and discord and collapse, and we don't want that to happen. I don't think I believe that yeah. because that's just like out there. But I mean, it, 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 the idea makes sense. So people believe it, whether or not they have evidence. But, uh, Andrew Yang talks about how automation is going to be the next industrial revolution. People are going to lose their jobs because we're going to replace them with more efficient systems. 
And we don't need the energy they can produce because it's dramatically less than the computer. The computer takes a little bit of energy and it can do 10 times. You just tap the thing, boop, boop, boop. And I got my cheeseburger with extra, you know, ketchup or whatever. Talking to the person, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. Andrew Yang suggested that we get every cop a black, a blue belt. No, no, it was a purple belt in jujitsu. Every police officer should should study jujitsu. Yeah, but then they're gonna yeah. be, they can't even do chokeholds. Not yeah. yet. I think my thing Not with yet. <laughs> I think my thing with there being a second industrial revolution because of our technology is that I mean in the long run, yes, there were problems and there were some pretty short term hiccups and serious ones. I don't mean to delegitimize those or say there weren't actual problems, but in the long run, we have benefited immensely from the industrial revolution. And so a second technological revolution would probably be very good for us, at least materially speaking. Short term, and they're afraid of the short term chaos. Yeah, they're afraid of the short term chaos and probably wondering how we could mitigate that, which I think is probably a, a fair concern if we really get to that point. I don't know if I bind the idea that we are going to get to the point where human labor is so um, unnecessary that we will have these rides, but maybe. I don't know. That's why humans need skills. Yes. Something you can do beyond what the machines can do. And so that's why I think a lot of people are like, college is the answer, college is the key, but college doesn't work that way. It doesn't give people these skills it actually hurts them it gives administrators jobs <laughs> yeah what it yeah, does yeah. and like improving but, your own body is pretty fun because no computer can do that for you that's I true think, working I, out I, I think it's funny how they they you know i hear from some of these so many of these commies they're like don't you want to live like how star trek was and i'm like but that's not what you're doing <laughs> yeah exactly i love that like just referencing science fiction and being like wouldn't that be great look at this fantasy of something that's never happened that somebody imagined Dude, to be great wouldn't that be great i yes i got into an argument with with a, a dsa person who was saying like don't you want to live like star trek and i said sure once we have replicators and we're post scarcity we can have a conversation about how our government works and they said dude scarcity doesn't exist wow and i was like what like have we cured every cancer (laughs) okay then clearly the treatments that exist are scarce in fact some of them don't even exist and they didn't they didn't get like no man you're just propaganda and i'm like so you think i actually I, I, i kid you not i said do you think the hospital has a cure for all diseases yes it's conspiracy theory stuff. It's they think insane. they think it's a. You ever, you ever see the, the movie Elysium? I'm familiar with the concept. It's like the giant ring floating in space where all the rich people live and they all speak French and all the poor people speak Spanish. And the movie's predicated upon this idea that rich people have these machines that which you go and it cures you of all ailment and they just won't give it to the poor people for <laughs> they just no won't reason. Share it because they're big jerks. And exactly. Yeah. And then they, they they like a bunch of ships like crash into Elysium and then they're like, now nah, we're gonna reset the system and then everyone can have stuff. And then they send all the, the, the pods down and then everyone gets cured. Yay. Because, well, how many pods oh, nice. were there and how many people were there? Yeah. They never really answered that question. The, 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 they should do an after credit scene where it's like everything's destroyed and everyone's suffering now. And now there's just nothing. There's no rich people. There's no, there's no cure for anything. No one can get cured. Congratulations. You burnt it to the ground. Because, oh, you you, mine was much less interesting than whatever you were going to say. Okay. Well, um, don't put that much faith in me, but I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, Even if we did reach a point where society was like Star Trek and you could fabricate any material thing in some kind of replicator, there would still be a scarcity of time. You would still only have so much on the planet. So scarcity will literally never disappear. Scarcity will always exist. It always exists. There's only so much time you're on this planet for. And it's not just that. Unless we have God-tier powers where we can manipulate reality, Mm -hmm. we are not going to get to a point where we've solved every problem. Problems will always exist. Think about it this way. Let's Let's say humans are immortal. Completely immortal. All right. Now we're immortal beings. We can fly. We can shoot laser beams out of our eyes. We have all these powers. And then one day Ian is like, yo, I'm going to go to Alpha Centauri. I'll be back for lunch. And he bursts off into this, into flyaway and then meteor hits him. Smack. Ian explodes into a million pieces. We're like, no. 
And you the, guys might be doing that. Then the, new, the, the, then, then the news cycle, hold on, then the news cycle comes out and they're like, the problems of meteors crashing into <sighs> our cities needs to stop. And then they need to solve the problem. And then they create force fields and then the force fields, you know, it, it, there's always going to be something until we can literally just like think and then do whatever we want. It's never going to happen. There's always right. going to be problems. We need and, problems. And it's not that we need them. It's that we're never even going to get to a point where we're teleporting and like flying around and shooting laser beams. It's always going to be like, okay, we're immortal now, but Ian got hit by a bus. So <laughs> we so couldn't save him. Immortal, but not indestructible. That's yeah, exactly. That's one of the fears There's of living biological immortality. how much more of a, a tragedy it would be if someone got killed by an accident if we were supposed to live till 10,000. And, and it would got, be inevitable that everyone would just get killed by an accident at some point. And that'd be devastating. <laughs> um, no, it is interesting. Let's, uh, let's jump to Super Chats. We have a bunch sure. of people who have questions. And uh, again, to everybody who's watching, I know a lot of people have dipped out just because the internet's been cutting in and out. And uh, just to, uh, I'll tell you exactly what happened. We ran 300 feet of cable and the computer is giving us an Ethernet IP error. And I've gone through everything and it just doesn't work. So we're actually using like a mesh network, which is causing us problems now. Welcome to living in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I would like to send a special message to Verizon. It has now been about three months where you haven't laid the cables down yet. And you told us it would be about a week. So I'm hoping you hear this. And Verizon, please help us get the internet you promised us installed. Because I would like to be a a customer of your business. And uh, I guess I can't. But uh, that being said, thanks for everybody hanging out. And uh, we're going to have the, the, the full podcast up on iTunes. And uh, we'll put up clips throughout the day tomorrow. So everything's going to be high-quality HD because we record this in-house as well. And uh, smash the like button if you think we deserve it. Otherwise, blame the internet. Uh, but let's read some of the uh, some of the comments. Someone said, spin the UFO. There's no there's no UFO here. We, we have to go get it. We, you know the UFO, right? No. We have the UFO, the levitating thing. And oh. We, we, we sp- it's not, we're not, we're not there. We're in the middle of nowhere right now in, a, in an undisclosed location in the mountains. And that's why the internet doesn't work. <laughs> oh, we got a question for you, Seamus. Uh-oh. Spork Witch says, Spork Witch says, Seamus, why did you self forever sleep yourself? What? Hashtag Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, no. Oh, is that, my. is that a reference to one of your episodes? Self forever sleep. I think he's saying that, um, I may or may not have, I, I may or may not be, um, slated to have some kind of accident at some point in the future oh. <laughs> due to my outspoken political beliefs. That's a, that's true. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, let's uh, we'll jump down a little bit. Okay, we have a bunch of funny questions, but sure. Uh, Imago Morta says, "You all remember that Intercept article about a Pentagon video detailing the inevitable dystopian future of major cities? Definitely worth a read. Oh, interesting. wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to check that out." Charles Adams says, "Have you seen this?" Governor Ron DeSantis announces the Combating Violence Disorder and Looting and Law Enforcement Protection Act. I, I think I saw this. Wasn't that the thing where he said you block a road and it's like jail time? What? Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, that, that no, was, no, that's that's good. I mean, I, it's yes, people should not be standing in the middle of the street, you know? Yeah, but it's, that you're right, especially if they cause an accident and stuff like that. But I, I think, you know, we have, we have nonviolent civil disobedience where these activists would like sit in the middle of the road. They'd immediately be arrested. It would be cleared out in 20 minutes. They'd cause a minor nuisance, get some press coverage. Mm. And that's, we, that, I, I feel like that line is tolerable because we don't want the alternative. If you make peaceful revolution impossible, you make violent revolution inevitable. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we have to tolerate a certain level of disobedience without putting people in prison. Sure. Oh, know? definitely. But I, I guess the question is whether or not that's tolerable. You're right that may, if it's 20 minutes, it might not be a big, as big a deal. But if you're blocking off an entire road and now like ambulances can't get by, for example. Then the cops come in and arrest you. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's already illegal to do. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, and, yeah. So typically what happens is you, you get a, a, a you know supervision charge. You get locked up for a day or two while you wait arraignment. And you blocked a road. It's like, okay, well, we don't like you did it, but we get it. You made your point. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. The alternative would be 
you, you give them prison time, then people are going to start getting violent. They're going to they're going to go yeah. black block Antifa. They're going to put masks on and run through the streets full speed. They're going to they're going to escalate their tactics. Yeah, I think it just needs to be understood by the people who want to block the street that you are going to make people and their automobiles feel extremely unsafe. And you have to be prepared uh, for one of them to lose their cool. Yeah. Mads says, and this was about a while ago, he says, turn up the volume, fam. So uh, hopefully the volume oh, no. has been sufficient. I no. think we got that fixed. Yeah, th- this is an old super chat, but uh, we are. I'll, 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 I'll just put it bluntly. We built the new studio. There's like I work all day every day, so it's quite literally sink or swim. You know, fly or fall. Yeah, we just jumped right out of the nest and saw if we can do it. And we had a bunch of problems yesterday with like the audio was not working, and now today we're having all these internet troubles. And it's like you know what, man? Uh, there would be no opportunity for me to set this up. Yeah, unless I just came in, did it. And I get started it. Working. And now, and now we've worked this. We had, we had this really awesome audio guy come in. Um, this guy Chad, and he like set up this mixer, and it's all really great, and like everything sounds a lot yeah, better. We knows. do need to turn the volume up a little bit. I, I hear that, and we can easily just boost that. Um, but now we got to figure out why the internet's giving us the business. So mm. I need a network engineer. Um, <laughs> seriously, someone who can just be like, oh, fix it, and click a button, and then boom, internet's working. So it could just be simply the internet's really bad, right? So we get about twenty megabits up. And I don't know if that's enough. Are you on Wi-Fi now? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the mesh network is just deteriorating. So we'll need to figure something out. But uh, we'll just, we'll read more Super Chats, you know, while while we're here. Mark G says, this cast isn't what I expected. No monocles and mustaches or two people made of straw. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, the straw men as well as the debunkers, they may turn up for a visit at some point. I do think it's funny that we haven't gotten you to do more impersonations. I know. You guys are just abusing me. Give me some. You you wasted. (laughs) Okay, folks, honestly, if you think I just came here to do impressions instead of discuss aliens and UFOs and being in a simulation (laughs) and all these other things we're having a conversation about, you're absolutely out of your mind. Okay, that stuff's way more interesting than talking about, like, the consumer spending crisis that we've seen in healthcare over the past 40 years, which is a result of Medicare and Medicaid, which is the government policy, so universal healthcare is not the option that we should be going for as a country okay gang holy cow and you can just you can just go that fast and say all of that yes gang (laughs) very good i I was basically ben shapiro at one point in my life i just aspired to be him and i just got very good at the skill set required to be ben shapiro but unfortunately he beat me too and got the job first so why don't you just do that and make like make legitimate political arguments (laughs) as ben shapiro (laughs) because it wouldn't be honest to myself but i think it's funny that like most people if they do like the people who are familiar with your content uh know you for a more comedic context and here you are having this like legitimate political discussion very calm and reasonable and it's like you know i wouldn't call anything i say reasonable but i appreciate it yes yes (laughs) pat lynch says joe biden isn't a boomer he's ironically part of the silent generation (laughs) is he he's not a boomer he no he is silent generation he is silent generation i think that maybe actually i could be wrong he just said that and so i agreed with it but so he was born in like 40 41 i don't know that is that that. is that oh wait that's silent generation is it yeah it is Really? Yeah, I can look it up. Oh, that's after the, the greatest generation? After World War II, so 46 on. It was greatest, then silent, then boomers, or what? I believe so, yeah. The greatest generation would be the ones who fought World War II, correct? And then and the then boomers the were the kids of the greatest. the baby boom. Mm-hmm. And then who are the kids of silent? Gen Xers? Gen X, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but Gen Xers seem to be all right. They're it's the millennials. Because they didn't How have the internet you? when they were born. I don't know where I am. I don't know if I'm millennial or... or, or um, Gen You're, Z. What, what year were you born? 95. You're a millennial. Millennial, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Gen Z is after 2000 or like, really? yeah, something like that. Hmm. Maybe. Let's see. Adam Strangelove says, Tim, they might actually do the debate because recently Spotify has come after Joe Rogan and made it so Spotify has the right to edit his streams. Oh. oh, well, I don't know if that's true, but we were we were talking a lot about this because a lot of people are 
worried about what's going to happen with Joe's, Joe's podcast because some episodes have fallen off. And then someone told me that he said it was because of a corruption in the files or something like that. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I don't really care that much. I don't look. The dude can do whatever he wants. People are going to get mad about it. I think more people are mad about Joe because they're worried they're going to lose a weapon in the culture war. Yeah. They're like, but Joe is this guy who's fighting for us. If he goes out, they're going to, you know, and so they don't actually care about what he wants to do and what his show is all about. And it's like, I'm going to do my thing. I, you know, I'm on my own business. Yeah. It's- uh, people are correcting me a lot on the Brandon Taylor thing. That they did actually knock before oh, entering. Oh, okay. And the guy fired through the door. We didn't get that. Oh, oh I had no. Yeah, that changes. See, that changes everything. And this yeah. is why oh. I said earlier, no matter what the circumstances were, they would have treated it the exact same way. And that's why I'm so skeptical of every right. single story I hear about this. But also, one thing on, on, on Joe Rogan, I was discussing this with you guys before we started the show. When I first began college in 2013, I had the Joe Rogan experience recommended to me by a professor who was a liberal professor at the time. And it's just funny because probably only three or four years after that, Joe Rogan started to be accused of being this like alt-right, sympathetic, adjacent, uh, fascist sympathizer because he has conversations with people who they don't like. It's, it was just funny to me how much how the culture changed so quickly. To the point where, like, at the beginning of my college experience, liberal professors were recommending him. By the very end, they were condemning him. I think he was super liberal in the early days and then got a little more moderate. I don't know if... Yeah, I guess I couldn't speak to that because I didn't consume too much of his content early on. But I think the left... It could just be that the left has gone further to the left and so he appears more moderate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they definitely have. The question is, is that why he appears more moderate? Maybe he's become more moderate because there's this sort of vicious cycle where the more crazy the left gets um the more likely standard left-wingers from about 10 years ago are to actually move to the right so i have a i have a fact check here from mumbling bearded freak that's mm-hmm. his name tim i don't think i've seen you get the facts of a story more wrong oh, no. than the brandon taylor case brandon tatum has released court documents from the case that you need to read they knocked she was named on the warrant she was dealing so I'll, I'll, I'll look into it for sure, but um, more than happy to read the Super Chats if uh, that's what they're saying. I just tell everybody else, regardless of what I say or what anyone says, you should do the fact checks yourself mm-hmm. to make sure. Because I, I, I definitely think I'm missing a lot of details. That really sure. changes it. If she was accused of drug dealing and then they knocked and the guy shot the cops through the door. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's clearly it's still a tragic story when anyone dies, but that's very different from the police just bursting into the house and, and causing chaos. Right. So uh, Cliff says, Ethernet error from cable may be cable type. Use coax for distance greater than 100 feet. If coax already, error due to foam layer still on the central copper core. Um, we could have the wrong Ethernet cable, I suppose. Perhaps. Save that super chat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be the error, I suppose. I guess we'll have to figure out what Thank the... What the issue is, and um, we'll get it taken care of tomorrow. We have all day to do it, and we will. And oh man, I don't want to announce the guests anymore because we've had some cancellations. But tomorrow's guest is so awesome; it's going to be so cool. Way better than me. Guns it blows me out of the water. Guns. guns oh, guns, I actually know who this guns. is. Yes, he is better than me. You should watch. I didn't say better than you. I just no, awesome no. I'm kidding. Awesome. I was just saying that. I'm just self-deprecating. Sam G says, Freedom Tunes rules. Thank you, Just Sam what G. you needed. Just what you That's needed. It's what I needed. After being trashed, after Tim looked me in the eye and said he hated me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, yep, yep. So he says, ma'am, are you using your illegal run powers to take this woman's birth control <laughs> pills from her ovaries? That's right. Your illegal <laughs> nun powers, which is exactly what the Catholic Church is trying to do. And if Trump appoints this horrible theocrat to the Supreme Court, they're going to steal birth control from everyone. It's going to be like the Grinch coming down your chimney and going <laughs> into your bathroom and just taking birth control out and then sneaking out of your house. Oh, my gosh. And pharmacies. Yeah. All right. We got a question for you, Seamus. Sure. Let's say you cut off all of your limbs mm-hmm. and are reduced to a talking head in a jar in mm-hmm. the pot. 
Is the pile of your limbs, which made up made up 90% of your body, you, or is your head you? So I'm just a head in a jar. I, I guess yeah. that's uh, all that yes. I am. Yeah. I mean, at that point, that that has been discarded, but I would still say that I have like ownership over those limbs. That's so hypothetical at that point. I think what he's getting at could also be asked, like, if an arm is cut off, is the is the arm that was cut off you? Uh, I believe, yes, not in the same way. It's not attached to you anymore, but like that is still objectively your arm. Uh, it's been separated from your body, but I, I think it's still part of you, right? Because when you like when you're getting hit in the arm, you don't say like, oh, you're hitting my arm. You're like, oh, you're hitting me. Like that's an aggression upon you as a whole. So then, like, throughout the day when your skin is, like, dry and mm-hmm. flaking off, you're, like, basically spreading your, your body it's all you. over things. You're all over the place. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I, obviously, obviously, you get to a point where there's some part of you so small that we probably wouldn't consider it you. But it is a small part of you. It's a question of, like, what do you identify with? And you were talking about teleporters earlier, like, potentially getting there. And that, that almost kind of gets into, like, the, tel- the, the, um, the what's it called? thought experiment of like the teleporter if you're deconstructed in one place and built again another place uh is that still you or is that just a copy of you so i don't like yeah it gets really complicated especially when you get hypothetical like a head in a jar or a teleporter experiment uh experiment like that but i just generally consider you and your body and your soul are you i think that the your brain's like a radio and that certain frequency can activate it. So like mm. if you reconstruct the exact same brain elsewhere, the same frequency can still hit it Dude, regardless of where I the frequency is coming from. Isn't, isn't it canon in Star Trek that when you teleport, <laughs> you die and then a copy of you is made? I don't know if that's canon, but it's definitely terrifying. <laughs> I've heard there's, a, there's an episode where Commander Riker was trying to beam off a planet that had some kind of atmospheric interference. And it caused his signal to split into two. One bounced back and one went to the ship. Mm. So the, the, the ship leaves thinking they got him, but leave it a, left a copy of him on the ground. Oh, what? Yeah. And so this was a whole arc where they had Commander Riker and Lieutenant Riker. And he like went by his middle name or whatever. Wow. So I, I, I would. I, so they made it canon then at that point that it's not you. You're just dying and they're reconstructing that's you. That's crazy. That's terrifying. Because like yeah. if you teleported, I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, exactly. But you're dead. Yeah, that's yeah. creepy stuff. But dude. then also too, this is from a completely materialistic perspective. Like if you have a soul, is this does the soul move to the other body, or is this just not something that could occur yeah, at all? Would the, would the would the replicated version just not be animated because there was no soul there and the original you was already dead? Or can we've never teleported control- anybody, so we like, have no clue. Is there like a soulless version of you now? No, I think you just die. I think a soul needs to animate you. Or you're just dead. I think that's oh, true. so you think like like this a second copy would just be dead? Just drop dead. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that'd be yeah. crazy. Like, is the, I think the soul's coming from the galactic core mm. and it's beaming to us and like causing, giving us information, causing your brain to function in certain ways. You know, normally, like I, I think hearing something like that, where it just sounds like I don't, I don't know where you're getting that from. It sounds nuts, but I mean, it's just like people have religious beliefs. Yeah, that's they my be- religion. Right, right, right. If if you are like, I feel and I believe something and it's true, I'll be like, well, I certainly don't. But if but, it's if it's know. coming from the galactic yeah, core, that means differently. it's coming yeah. from a universal core that's hitting the galactic core and then mm. refracting to the sun, which is then refracting to the earth, then refracting to you or something like that. I think it's a simulation. You know, I, I saw this really funny post where they said simulism, which is like, you know, that the belief that you're in a simulation is just a uh, God for nerds. Like, yeah, well, exactly. It's like people people are so averse to a belief in God, but then if you say like we're in a simulation, it's like, whoa, man, like that's so deep. Yeah, and cool. right, right. So <laughs> quite literally, you're saying someone programmed and designed yeah. everything so, yeah, and exactly. created as it is, and mm-hmm. it took them a certain amount of time, and we're in their system by their design, mm-hmm. and they work in mystery. You don't know what their what their end goals are, but you're you know it, it's dude, it's just a more complicated version of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Soul. What what if, soul? what if what if that is really crazy? Like 
we, we like the simulation simulism almost creates a, a like it almost just leads back into religion mm-hmm. particularly like abrahamic religion this is a different religion yeah, yeah but, it, but it's like, but i mean it's 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 not the same as buddhism like simulism has the idea that there was someone who created oh yeah there's a creator yeah yeah creator and and it's design you know what i mean yeah, well you, you could say then i mean it, it probably wouldn't be a coincidence that it developed in the west it's sort of like a perversion or distortion oh, right that's a good point good but point. yeah yeah but but you could also say too i mean I don't think the idea of of um, a creator was unique just to the West, too. I, I think, yeah. like, obviously, Buddhists don't necessarily believe in a creator, but other religions did. Yeah. Let's read this here. Super chat from Court J. Mm-hmm. What do you think about outfitting the cops with the tech to just record the traffic violations while patrolling and then sending citations to the owner of the vehicle reducing interactions? I personally disagree. Yeah, I think too many people would fight that. They would try to fight that. It's like, oh, there's some angle you didn't capture. I wasn't actually guilty of this. I don't not know. E- not even that. You need to stop people who are causing, like if someone's drunk also driving. Also true. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess it's a felony, so it's not the same as a citation. But if someone's speeding and you're like, nah, you'll get, you'll get a ticket in the mail. Well, they're going to keep speeding. They could hit somebody, mm-hmm. you know? So we definitely got to have cops stop people committing crimes. Pablo Martinez says, more freedom tunes with Tim Pool guest stars. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we could at some point. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Big Mac Attack says, we're going to turn into into the super vampires from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure if we don't kill ourselves in our, gra- in, in our greed to get there. I, I don't know what that is. I never watched JoJo. I remember the last time I, I was watching a stream last time I was at your place where you guys got into Naruto or Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, and everyone's telling you all oh, the yeah. things Naruto taught them. And I was really tempted to like super chat in that Naruto oh, yeah. taught me to run, but I was like, no, I don't, I don't even want to go there. It's, it's the, 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 the touch I, subject for a lot of kids in gym class who ran like that. And we all knew some of them. Did you wait? What, what really? Oh yeah. There were, all, I feel like almost everyone I know has had the experience of seeing at least one kid in gym class do the Naruto run, but maybe that's it's just so inefficient. Yeah. yeah I know. It's, but I guess like the idea is like they're running. So for us aren't familiar, their arms are like just flopping behind them as they run <laughs> as if to simulate just like. They're, they're running so, so fast. fast, their arms are just flailing behind them. Like, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Dude, I think the show's great, but that really is dumb. They yeah. run like that. I don't know. Maybe, do they all run like that or just him? They all run like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, yep. They all do. And they just like jump through the trees and they like just jump from tree to tree, jumping like a hundred feet at a time. And you know, it's how town ninjas roll, man. How beautiful. Also, they can create fire and other magic from their hands by making hand signs. And it's a show. Maybe about- that's why they run like that. They don't want to accidentally discharge their hand magic in front of them as they're running you never well, know they ha- it's safer it, you know what's really funny about the show now that we're going to get into like anime fandom oh no when you start what have i done when you start well this is this is actually funny but you, it, it, we, we, it's interesting when you start watching a show like naruto in the early series it's about like ninjas and the ninjas have like ninja abilities like they can like they'll, they'll, someone will throw like a ninja star and they'll hit him but then poof it turns out it was a log the whole time and like whoa it was actually a log you tricked me and the guy's behind him with a knife and then later on, the show gets crazier and crazier, and it turns out the show is actually about an alien invasion. Not, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, you watch this whole show, and you think it's about ninja warring countries, and then at the end, it turns out it's an alien invasion, and they're all wielding alien space magic. No joke. 100% true. Is that 100% like a jump true. the shark thing or a thing they planned? I think it was a jump the shark thing. Yeah. Because, like, the original concept of the show was that people had, like, the inner energy, and they could convert the energy into, like, elements. And at the end, it was like aliens came, and, you know, <laughs> like, they're being, they're fighting. Your powers originated with the aliens who brought them and traveled between dimensions. And this is like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> I liked it when the dude was hiding in the tree and, like, was like, I will kill you with my knife. And yeah. now it's like the space lady is, like transporting to alternate realities and like this dude can like teleport i don't know what you're doing man whoa it sounds like psychedelics <laughs> sounds like i mean you might enjoy the show you know. yeah. all right let's see eric a says what 
Uh, oh, I can't see what that says. Just uh, just tried someone's super chat suggestion to ask Siri where the blank are. You need to try it. Is that terrorists? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it says. Hmm. Certain words, you can't read them. Hmm. Dan Fitzpatrick says they found a dead body in Brenna Taylor's rental car. What? what? Yeah. It was a knock warrant. BF admits. And the sergeant was shot. How is it? Uh, he got she got shot in the bf didn't whoa this is not what people were saying that's crazy what yeah we gotta look we all just need to look more deeply into this wow oh this one's good jordan uh trusso says have you read harrison bergeron the short story oh yeah have you read it no it's basically a very short story about how people who are smart have to wear things in their ears that like make random noises to s- disrupt their thinking so that everyone's equal. Oh my People gosh. who are tall have to like. You know, oh, I, I think I did read yeah. this actually in school. People yeah. who are strong have to wear weights, so mm-hmm. they're as weak as everyone else. And this is like people in the neural net, and the one guy rips the neural net out, and he's like, no longer. And they're mm. like, he's off the net. He's off the net. And he like, well, it, it, it ends with, the, with what a this, selfish like, guy. It, it ends with this like seven foot tall, super ripped, chiseled dude like ripping off his chains, and then he like grabs this woman and rips her mask off and she turns out to be beautiful and everyone's like oh no what's happening i remember i actually do remember reading that yeah short here we go blue satashi says the star trek transporters are supposed to beam your matter from point to point not copy you with local matter it's supposed to reconstruct you with the exact same matter you started off with interesting there's all there's like weird stuff about the the star trek canon anyway so it doesn't really fit exactly grant pickens says rick and morty is awesome thank you i think i think rick and morty is awesome because uh, I have nothing to do with the show, so I appreciate the super chat. Let's oh, see. Hey, off topic, did you see Seth MacFarlane might be doing the new Cosmos? He did. He, oh, really? He rebooted it a while Just ago. They're, they're relaunching it, it again. Now, that's exciting. They, I that's, want him to get the rights to Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, he wants it too. Yeah. Bourbon Beer said, Bourbon Bear, I live in a not too great part of Louisville, but far away mm-hmm. from downtown, and they boarded up the local police station. My city is tense. We're primed for violence, and I am afraid. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. All right, let's see. CD Saint says, you laid 300 feet of cable. If that was continuous, it may be your problem. Limit of Cat 5 is about 300 feet. Yeah, I, I was looking into it. We, we tried our best. But the problem is I was using a power line adapter, for those that are familiar, and it said I was getting really good signal, but it wasn't working. That's why I thought it was the computer. But it, maybe maybe we need uh, just to try again. I don't know. Yeah. Just we'll try again tomorrow, and uh, we'll troubleshoot. The, the 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 bigger challenge is there's only so many hours in the day and I work most of them so you know we're 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 working through it. Gokama Bendari gave a super chat and then retracted it, but hey, thanks for the money. <laughs> let's see, uh, what is this? Oh, uh, let's jump down. We got a super chat here. Oh, that's the same one I read. Uh, what is it? The T word answer is subversive. Hmm. Seriously, try the Siri thing. Yes, on the T word, her answer no, is so subversive. We don't oh. have Siri. We don't have it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. None of us do. I don't think. Do you have an iPhone? Um, I do. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll try it later. Should I ask? Is this going to be put on some kind of list? No, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Josh uh, Froman says, go ahead and defund uh, defund the police, but repeal the NFA and Brady Bill so people can defend themselves with whatever they want. Hmm. Thoughts? I think um, mandatory guns for all. I think the, should... the cops show up and say, how many people live here? And you say, uh, three. Here's a, <laughs> a Glock 9 for you. Oh, my goodness. I think we should demilitarize the police. Maybe, but not defund them. Maybe reuse those funds to add social workers to the crew. I'll tell you what, with a, with a militarized police force and a population armed to the teeth, no one's invading this country ever. Yeah, exactly. Never going to happen. It'd be from orbit. We've talked yeah. about that before. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I, what I mean is there's not going to be a land invasion no, no matter what. You I can't, doubt it. you can't even drop people in. No, no, no. There's like everybody's nuts. Like in terms of, I, I don't mean nuts as in crazy. I mean like ready to defend themselves, like armed to the teeth, you know? 
All right, let's see. I, uh, Isaac says, watch Brave New World, a show about the flaws of a perfect 100% ideal communist society where no one owns anything. Mm. Oof. Tom, Tony Young says, Seamus and Tim is the crossover of the year. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Seth says, Buddhists believe in gods. We just don't worship them. Maybe one of them created the world. Buddhists just don't care. Knowing who created our world doesn't help us uh, help us end suffering now. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I would disagree, but uh, different schools of, yeah. So Zhang the Great says, teleporters copy your matter, then send it. If the matter isn't confirmed sent, it's returned to the teleporter. That's what happened. Talking about Star Trek again. Oh. Grant Pickens says, as an, as an electrician, you may try a signal booster near the source. Mm. Guns are good. <laughs> Guns are <laughs> good. Agreed, that, yes. For that addition. So uh, I think most people know your channel, but you want to yes. mention your channel and your social media and stuff? Yeah, I would love to, to just plug Freedom Tunes for you, guy. Go, guys. Go check it out, youtube.com slash Freedom Tunes. And I'm also on Twitter. That should be at Seamus Coglin. And you're probably not going to spell be, it. Yeah, I know. S-E-A-M-U-S <laughs> underscore Coglin, C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. Just follow me there. Mostly just subscribe to the YouTube channel. And You, uh, you, you got to say Seamus underscore Coughlin. I know, Seamus underscore Coughlin. I know. <laughs> Maybe I should just spell it phonetically in the tag so that people will actually be able to find me. But yeah, we, we usually upload a new video every single week on Thursdays. This week that got a little messed up because I was traveling. But yeah, check the channel out. We, we throw up these fun little cartoons that people seem to be enjoying and uh, maybe you could enjoy them too and you put out a parody song today of trump and biden singing to each that's other that's right that's right <laughs> and uh, of course you can follow me on twitter instagram parlor at timcast and you can check out my other channels uh youtube.com slash timcast youtube.com slash timcast news this is timcast irl we will fix the internet by tomorrow i promise we'll figure it out mm. and uh you know my my one piece of advice to everybody uh first i'll just apologize for all the hiccups you've been having on the show because i know you know if, if you're if you come here to watch a show and then it breaks it's like what, what are we doing but uh, you just got to start. You just got to start. If we sat back and didn't know what to do, we'd have no show for like a week or two. It's only because people have been giving us advice. People have been telling us what's not working, that it's working. So I really do appreciate the fact that uh, all of you stick around and watch because it's basically part of the process. And without you, we wouldn't even know what the issues were. Mm -hmm. But uh, also, Ian, you want to mention your yeah. social? You can follow me at Ian Crossland um, pretty much everywhere. Everywhere there's social media. Instagram, Twitter, Minds, and Twitch, because I just started streaming games, although I haven't. No, oh, good the last for you. Few days. Yeah, it's pretty fun streaming with Adam Krigler. And uh, you may have noticed briefly in the show, Lydia was using a shotgun mic to uh, to speak because we had an, a, another mic air. So we're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it. But you can follow uh, Lydia at, at Sour Patch Lids, Sour Patch <laughs> L Y D S on Twitter and Parlor. I am here. I really am. Hi, I Lydia. have been here the whole time. I'm switching the camera very erroneously since I have three people to switch for now. She's oh. a lot of fun, though. I've been quieter than usual, and that's why, because I'm busy. Sorry, guys. Oh, well, she was off screen making really angry faces every time I spoke. I was. It's true. Viciously. I just, I, yeah. My mind yeah. Was melting. We, you can't see, but I, when, when, when the camera switches to Ian, I actually have to get up to hold her back from yeah. swinging <laughs> at Seamus. And I'm true. just like, no. It's, it's why they didn't I let me on the it. podcast last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. uh, you you know you you start throwing bottles at people and you I were get screaming. angry. I get angry. Well, yeah. well, you know, you, you thought we wouldn't know it was you when you put the mask on and started screaming. The whole damn system is guilty as hell and I, marching through the neighborhood. But we could tell. Yeah, it's I high. just I Antifa. don't I don't accept that there's any evidence that that was me. <laughs> and this is a baseless accusation. Mm -hmm. Well then. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have you come back, I suppose. I would love a, to. With a functioning internet. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, uh, hey everybody, really, thanks for hanging out. We're gonna be back tomorrow at 8pm and we're gonna be talking about guns, guns, guns with somebody who's all about guns, guns, guns. I'm hoping, 
But, uh, you know, sometimes these things happen. And I'll tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Something else is going to, like, the lights are going to shut off. <laughs> like, oh, what? Because the internet was, like, working okay yesterday, and now it's bad today. We'll do it by like, candlelight. Yeah, that, candlelight. yes. Show must go on. That's we'll right. get it done. But uh, uh, we're going to head out for now. I will be back, of course, with all my normal segments in the morning. Starting at 10 a.m., you can check it out, youtube.com slash news, And then at 4 p.m., youtube.com slash timcast. I have way too many channels. And, uh, again, Seamus, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, course, thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it. Lydia, it's been yeah. fun. And we'll be back tomorrow night with better internet. Adios, everybody.